All righty. Well, let's go ahead and get into the show. Um, and we will get talking about uh, Violent Night, since we didn't get to last week. Let's um, do it. Well, welcome back, everybody, to episode 124 of The Underground. I am joined every week by the one... The only Joseph Wild West pimp style. And I know you couldn't hear that, Joseph, so I will fix that as soon as I'm done with the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going to say anything, man. And I am your other host, David. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. And this is the show where every week we remind you Give me the meat and give it to me at all. Joseph has no idea which one of the uh, things nah. I, I, I play. I'll just laugh. Ha 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 ha! Canned laugh. Oh, I need a canned laugh. I've got so I, I've got like a plan to get so many different ISOs for the show, and I just haven't taken the time to do it. I think I'm gonna have a whole row of like synthetic synthetic man uh, ISOs. <laughs> Dude, the <laughs> reason why that you haven't had time to is because we need to the value for value system to pick up here. You know, if we if we had that the value for value system and donations where we would like for them to be. Uh, and hopefully, you know, in the near future, it becomes that reality for us. Then we could do this in a more full-time capacity so that we could obviously provide for ourselves and families and stuff like that. And if you don't know, the value for value system is a listener based support model that we uh, borrowed, used and got the idea from Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak, which was Adam's idea. And Adam got it from a church service. And then when I found that out, I was like, yeah, I'm stupid. Cause obviously uh, church, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically it's a, just a way for us not to be beholden to any sponsors or advertisers. And then as well, we don't have to sell you established titles, Kamikoto knives <laughs> or raid shadow legends. It's just we're entirely supported by you because you get to determine the value our content is worth. So our podcast episodes, our YouTube videos, our YouTube shorts, our clips on social media, if you enjoy them and you like them and you want us to continue to making content that entertains you, then consider becoming a supporter. If you think that's worth uh, a night at the movies, you know, by yourself or, you know, going on a date with someone, if you think it's worth uh, a stick of gum, whatever. You get to determine that, and you can determine that by going to the description in our uh, video or in the show notes of our podcast and click the direct.me link there. You will find our PayPal link donation, our Bitcoin wallet, and all of our social media links oh, as well. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Don't use that Bitcoin wallet. I got to take that off the thing. We're not no, using that anymore. Use <laughs> I gotta get a, we got to get a new one. Yeah. After all that not stuff. Use that. So, yeah, after that, all that stuff went down with like... Uh, oh, yeah. I want to say FNT, but that's not right. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yep, with uh, old um, Frodude. What's his name? Uh, I want to say oh, DSP, and night, I know I that's know. not right. There's too many. Um, there's too many. Uh, what was his name? FTX, right? FTX, and the guy is S. Shoot, it's slipping my mind. I've heard it like a million times over the last week. I can't even remember. 
Uh, anyway. <laughs> Joseph, when you look things up, you... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, what? You you put like a massive like halt. like Oh, yeah. On... Sorry, I thought you were... You're just like... Your, you're, your you just start typing. You're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... So anyway. Sam Bankman-Fried. Thank you, Jenna. Sam... Bankman Freed. This yes, is why bank, this Jenna. is why we love the tro- troll room. And I'm sorry for interrupting you in the middle middle of your spiel, but I you said Bitcoin wallet and I'm like, oh crap. I was like, I completely oh, yeah, forgot yeah. I needed to. Well, thanks needed for to reminding me off, where you so. interrupted me because I completely forgot where I was. Yeah. But so yeah, you can you know go to our direct.me link. You'll find a PayPal link donation. Don't use the Bitcoin wallet. You also find our YouTube Odyssey, Rumble, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter accounts. Uh, and if you're in the troll room right now. Then you scroll up to the top and you can donate, I thought, or did you not have it in there this time? No, it's there. It's pinned to the top. You don't even have to scroll. It's just pinned pinned to the top. top. So there you go. And you can consider becoming a supporter. The other, monetarily, also you can donate any talent or um, that you may have. And if you want to invest time in helping us develop our platform, uh, we will gladly take any and all help. Whatever kind of talent you may have because idea is is that we kind of you get credit if you help us develop in many ways and so one of the things is if you become a donator then you will get credit on your resume for being a producer depending on the level to which you donate so that's you have regular producer for anything that's uh, below a hundred dollars once you get above 200 i mean a hundred dollars then that's associate executive producer once you get above two hundred dollars then that's executive producer credit so so yeah um also join the discord yes please (laughs) (laughs) come talk to us i know that uh sometimes we don't always get to talk to people in the live chat like we do before we start the show and we do after the show is over sometimes um but typically in the middle of the show, unless we're looking for a specific answer to something, we're kind of just having a conversation. So it's just the way that that, that works out for us. Uh, mm-hmm. the, sh- the show would go on forever if we stopped to answer every question in the troll room. Um, and it's not really what it's there for. I mean, the troll, the idea of the troll room is for you guys uh, to have fun, to joke around, to give us answers when we can't remember something, which happens uh, quite regularly. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's part of it to troll. Uh, yeah. it's what we like. It, it's really good for engagement as well, but it, it's a lot of fun to, to have people there who are, uh, messing around and, um, doing their whole deal too. So, and having a good time. Yeah, exactly. And um, help us out too when we have brain laps and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that is, sorry, I cannot spell tonight. Uh, that's yeah that's that that's what we uh, what we're looking for from from y'all uh, and we're tonight's topic is uh, violent night which we were going to do last week but we talked about blood origin for two close to two and a half hours um, I'm not exactly sure what it capped in on because I think we did have a couple topics before that mm-hmm. uh, but yeah that's where that's where we're at tonight uh, we mentioned it a little bit last week, but nothing too uh, too spoilery. It was more of just a hey, it's a recommended watch. Uh, we'll talk about why next week. Yeah, 
And uh, next week, we're going to do our top movies and TV shows of next year, along with our worst movies and TV shows of this past year. Say not next year, uh, next week. Yes. And then after that, we got the God of War stream, and then we're gonna we're gonna be reviewing The Last of Us. So yeah. David knows the game. He knows the lore. He's uh, oh, what well. you would call an expert at it Jeez. and i know absolutely nothing See, this so. is the problem joseph is that people are going to take you seriously when you say stuff like that and then they're going to get pissed off when it's like joel never did that or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> come on david you're well you're the oh, residential uh, last of us expert for the underground i guess that gives me that? yeah i guess that gives me a reason to go through the first game again i don't know if i'll play the second game again that is a that's a slog a slog to get um, through yeah uh, but hey, you know, for the number one neurodivergent YouTube channel, that's not too bad. You know, new year, new this year, is about the time we had, you know, Scholar. this time last year where we had a video blow up. So, you know, one year out, we're at over 6,000 subs on YouTube. Podcast is doing great, social media is doing great. And so, we're just gonna keep going up. We appreciate all of your support and. You know, sincerely and truly, and I know we talked about donating and the value for value system part, but, and I have a script. I'm going to find the script so I can not, you know, stumble over my words when I do the value for value part, but <laughs> you, have a whole thing, you have a whole thing written I, out. <laughs> I know I have a whole script, but I don't use it because I like to be authentic and genuine. Not that a script can't be, because uh, I think, I don't think that. You know, just because it's script doesn't mean that it's not authentic. But sometimes I just like having the the conversation aspect of it. You know what I mean? It just takes but, practice. You got it's practice. Yeah, outside the money, if you know, donating to us monetarily, that is important. Uh, whether if you think it's five dollars or worth the out night out, the movies and dinner, uh, you can share our podcast, our YouTube channel, uh, you know, by word of mouth on social media, all that good stuff. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, without further ado, let us jump into Violent Night. Joseph, where'd you go? Something fell. Oh my gosh, dude! I told you just I'm to. Here. I told you to leave it. I'm good. I, it <laughs> fell right by me. I'm good. <laughs> it's okay if I go away. Oh I got my headphones on. I can't hear you. <laughs> Let's get into it, though. <laughs> Don't okay. call it out, David. <laughs> Bro, it, I just... You like... <laughs> Jake said rapture. <laughs> I raptured and came back. Oh, but. man. Um. Okay, so where do we want to start? I know last week we kind of gave a general overview. Has your... Have your thoughts on the movie changed at all? Has your mm, opinion no. of the movie changed at all in any nope. any form? Uh, uh-uh, no, no, it hasn't. Okay. Um, again, I don't think. Again, my general thoughts for the movie, just to remind everyone, was that it's a a fun movie, a really fun movie for me, at least it was, and I think it's a pretty decent movie. Is it going to? I don't think it was made with the intention to be the you know best movie ever i think it's a a movie that knows exactly what it is and drives it home you know what i mean triggering me already 
What does it it's mean? Like, what does it mean it's, to it's, not it's go? Hang on, of, no, no, no. Listen to me, because I'm trying well, to explain to you what I yeah. mean. Okay. What What do you mean by it's not trying to be the best movie ever? Like, I why, guess what I mean is that I don't, I don't. Yeah. Why in a project? I, let's say, hey, let's say you like you as Joseph mm-hmm. decided one day like I'm going to create something right. media related. TV show, movie, write a book, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Why wouldn't you wouldn't try you, to do your best? W- exactly. Like, wouldn't you find it insulting yeah. if someone... And I, wouldn't you find it insulting if it's like, well, it doesn't yeah. seem like they were really trying to make the best thing ever. Now, that might be the case because realistically, like, I don't exactly know what that means. Mm-mm. But, like, you know, we're trying to make, make things, like, make sense when we talk about them. And so, like, it's, I'm always just really curious... Because people like to say a lot of really interesting things, um, mm-hmm. as you've learned, um, and mm-hmm. and you were making fun of me earlier because I send you like a million things, but I do it on purpose because that's the kind of stuff I want us to typically avoid. Like we're not always going to get there, and we're not always going to have time to to get through like every little minutia of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think it makes us better because it makes us think about the things that we're saying and the way that we're trying to explain media yeah it makes us be well thought out and reason well and words matter and your thoughts matter i think you're exactly right that was a poor way to put it (laughs) no no i'm not i just think that they're not trying to again i I don't mean they're not trying to make a great movie or uh, see what what you're doing you see what you're doing do you see what you're doing i think I think they just know exactly who they are. Well, not, that's you know I, what I mean? they know the type of movie that they're making, and it's yes. oh, it's okay. That like Violent Night is, hmm, I want to say schlocky, but I don't, I don't know if that's really the right. They're not try like they're when someone sets out to make Schindler's List, mm-hmm. or they they set out to make uh some even something like 1917. It's mm-hmm. not the same thing as someone who's trying to make a movie about Santa Claus, like fighting mercenaries, <laughs> right? Right. So that's kind of like what I what I'm getting at is that it, there are there are different types of media and they're trying to accomplish different things. Their goal is different. Yeah, it's the same way. Like think about you know one of my favorite Christmas movies is Gremlins. Like Gremlins mm-hmm. isn't the the goal of Gremlins isn't setting out again to make something that, for instance, the 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 people the Oscars are gonna go like we want to nominate this for best for yes. best picture. Like I right. don't I don't think that's their intention. They're typically I and and this is me kind of trying to steal man for people who are creating movies. Um, they're they're setting out because they have a really interesting idea and they're they're trying their best to to bring that to the screen. So mm. the guy who directed this didn't write write the script. Um but I imagine he's trying his goal as the director is to try to bring this to life the best way that he possibly can. Right. You know. And I think that you and I can because we've done this in the past. I think typically we can tell when something is being done like it's lazy. Mhm. It kind of oozes, Versus it oozes when off some- the screen versus when there's you could tell people put in their passions behind the project right so uh, the a recent one for me that that i would I, I think that i could make a really good argument for if i had the time was thor love and thunder 
Mm. I, I, I'm not sure, and and I don't know if it was kind of a Taika Watiti thing where he didn't really care about the project, and because he didn't care about it, that went down to everyone else who was working on the project as well. Because other than maybe, um, uh, oh my gosh, his name just slipped my Christian Bale. Other yep. than Christian Bale, a lot of the cast. It felt like to me that they were phoning in their performances. And I say that because all of those other actors, I've seen them in other things where they're trying mm-hmm. and they're doing much better. Even Tessa yeah. Thompson, who, who <laughs> t- people typically make fun of because she has like one facial expression. Right. Um, but I've seen her in other stuff where she's putting in a, more of an effort in, you know? Yeah. Uh, she was good in passing. And we so, reviewed that earlier last year. Yeah. And and so that's kind of the where where I'm getting at with that is that though there are ways to do that and I, I was watching some different uh, mainstream outlets I was not their full reviews but I was like clicking through stuff and mm-hmm. one of the things I've realized that drives me crazy is when someone will say um oh man like one guy what was he talking about oh he was talking about dialogue in a game mm-hmm. and he was saying oh people are criticizing this game for its dialogue uh similar to horizon zero dawn from earlier this year and it's like a passing comment and then he as if the people listening to him know exactly what he's talking about right and i won't say it's lazy because i actually i i haven't really made a a formal opinion about when people do that but you're doing a disservice to the people that are watching your review when you say something like that, especially in something where you have the time to edit in clips, commentary, things like that. It's IGN, mm-hmm. though, so every review is going to be like 8 to 11 minutes, and they're going to move on with their life. Um, right. It, they're very, like, cookie cutter, I think would be a good way yeah. to put it. Um, and so They found their sweet spot that works for them. And I think there's yeah. a lot of people who, who do that. You yeah, know? and so that's one of those things that typically i know sometimes we're 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 pressed for time so we're not always going to be able to to get into those things Mm -hmm. um but it's why you know we do because we do this pretty much every week there's time to go back and talk about those things yeah you know the subject will come up again even if it's not necessarily brought up in uh the the current week uh, of what we're talking about um you know we talk about pacing a lot we talk about a lot of that stuff yeah um and so yeah i just you know, it's not to to pick on you. It's it's more of because I think there's interesting conversations that come out of that stuff. It's yeah, like, no, what, I completely you know, agree. If we're gonna, you know, if we're gonna say something like, um, even if we say like, oh, I think this movie was lazy. It's like, okay, well, why? You yep. know, because what parts? I, yeah. What- convinced you that that was lazy and, versus... and, and it gets yeah and it gets down to the minutia because it, instead of it just being like, well, it's a lazy production, you could say, man. You know, it, it doesn't seem like whoever wrote this really had a passion for what they were writing. It's something we say about a lot of modern fantasy. It's very poorly written. And yes. we back that up by and showing ha- clips of a character going, F you, you effing FF dwarf F. And you're just like, that's that's what you got. That's the dialogue. <laughs> Whereas when you, you know, take a page from the book, it, it's completely different. Or, sure, you know, or even what. Peter Jackson and the writing crew did for the Lord of the Rings project, which mm-hmm. was they reuse lines from Tolkien within the show or within the movie. And then in some of the lines, because they have read it so much and because they had so much passion and care that they made up, like always follow your note, your nose. 
that you know it was so good that the people who wrote the rings of power thought that was tolkienian but it's not peter jackson <laughs> and his team wrote exactly that exactly so i mean so good on peter jackson then for at least being able to fool the rings of power folks yeah i mean i don't i don't know if that's like a real high bar but at the same yeah. time yeah that's true don't worry so though. i think like you know that kind of deal works in there where there's a lot of people who wouldn't know that kind of deal because there's so much care put into in, into the writing whereas yeah. you look at something like i think you know you can almost put a bar at you have the witcher and then blood origin and, and you see how B- blood origin is a step down from there from that where the witcher's already you know not great writing and not accurate to the source material uh-huh. as faithful as you and i probably think it should be right but even blood origin is like oh man you went from there and took a big step down dude you know what i mean yeah and people are still sending us messages that are like well the books are actually about siri and it's like you are misunderstanding the point the point completely it's like she can be the center of what's going on i mean she is to a degree that kind of modern joke of like uh the key to everything or whatever Mm -hmm. which again which wasn't, is fine. Yeah, again, that as a driving force for a story isn't the problem. The problem is is that now it's become a meme because they do it in everything and there's typically yes. some sort of like ideological agenda behind them doing it that way. Yes. Uh exactly. it's it's not it's not the actual material, it's it's how it's being used. Yeah. Um and so that's why with something like Violent Night, uh for the most part, uh it it just kind of it, it knows what it is. Uh, and, and I mentioned this last week, other than some of the pacing in it, I, I think it's good. Yeah. You know? I, I, yeah, I'm not, it, it's there not a movie. I disagreed with you. Um, I think you had an issue and we'll get there with Still do. Yeah. David and the little kid have a conversation. And I think, I don't think if I remember correctly, I don't think your critique was that they have a conversation where kind of you know, brings home the warmth of a Christmas movie. Right. But the fact that it was a pacing problem for, for you because they stayed in that scene for too long. Yes. it The the movies, I, I would say, and I was thinking about this today, I think the movie's biggest issue is that it, it gets a little unfocused in places. Mm. And I think that's one of them because it really, and this is, I, I was, uh, the reason I, I, I think, okay, sorry, let me back up. I, it, to a degree, am comparing it to Die Hard. Okay. Um, Die Hard's a superior film. It's a classic. And one of the things that Die Hard does really well that this movie slips on is that it's not focused on uh, David Harbour's Santa Claus the way that Die Hard is on John McClane. Like, John McClane mm. is the character that you are watching this movie through like he's your protagonist the only time that it's really switching over to other characters is when it's the villains um and they're not yeah. trying to put and it because it's not just the little girl and and we'll, we'll get into it but it they they focus on the little girl they focus on the family a lot more than i think they should should and they focus mm-hmm. on the mom and dad way more than i think that they should um yeah. there's a scene in particular towards the end of the movie that it's just like y'all you're at your climax like why are you doing this like it 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 feels like a pause in order to to give them a a very long moment Mm -hmm. which you could have you could have gotten done much quicker and that's that's what i'm talking about is it's like the the pacing like it just 
it's like all this stuff's happening, but it it takes a little while to get to the payoffs, and it's mm-hmm. for me, it's just too long. <laughs> like it's it's too it's too yeah. long to get to those things. So I agree with you on the, and as we've said, as I've already said, uh, we'll get there. But I agree with you. They spent too much too long of time on the mom and dad. I don't think they should have brought spoilers, by the way, the other team in. Oops. I think they should have just left it at the original. Mm, yeah, uh, goons. I, I don't think st- I could understand that. Bringing second team in, you know, I I think was a waste. Uh, and then spending too much time focusing on the family. I think after the first few scenes with the family, you get enough to know who they are again, not that they couldn't have them like in a small, in a smaller capacity throughout the film. Sure. But like, I enjoy the part where, uh, the, uh, the sister's boyfriend, um, you know, spoilers. attacks the guy. And uh, yeah. So spoilers, by the way, from like here on in, cause we're about to yeah. talk about this entire movie and he jumps out the window. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, that's a great touch. That's it, it, hilarious. It, exactly. And, and then cut back to, to, you can get the reactions and stuff like that. Quick film and then cut back to David. Right. But I don't yeah. think, I think there was too much time invested in the family. It's like, and, and again, too, it's, we're not really, I don't you don't really feel bad for the family because they're terrible. All of them are terrible with the exception of the guy's wife and daughter. Right. And yeah, Yeah, I think you're right. And it's like, okay, so are we supposed to be rooting for the are we supposed to be rooting against the villains or who are who are actually the villains in the story? You know what I mean? Yeah, Like they're both kind of in that capacity. But uh, I do think a more character driven story like Die Hard is would have been better. I think that's a solid point you make. Yeah, and I I just think if they had focused a little bit more on him um really honestly I, I think if they had they had and I, oh man, I, I don't know. It it gets really difficult when you get into the editing process mm-hmm. and sort of the mindset behind that. Um and it man, it would be really I wonder if there are any like behind the scenes one of the things I think that's missing a lot with movies nowadays is behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hard to get a hold of a lot of the time, especially if you're renting a movie through streaming or you're watching something on Netflix. There aren't always a lot of special features, and they're not right. they're not as predominant as they were 10, 15 years ago. And I think that's that's a misstep on the part of a lot of these movies, like directors' commentaries, because that's the kind of stuff where you can get a mind into it, sometimes. Not always, uh, but you can get a mind into the way that the the movie was created and what they were trying to accomplish, and it does give you a certain amount of um, respect for the process. Even for instance, if you're like, well, I don't really like this movie, or I think this movie kind of sucks, but you hear mm-hmm. like potentially the passion that like went into it, and, and part of you's like, well, dang man, like I, I still feel this way about your movie, and I think I can make a pretty good argument for why it's not very good. But some of that stuff is interesting, you know, and they just don't they don't do that anymore. Like I tried listening to one. I think it was the Jojo Rabbit one. And Taika Waititi, he's just kind of there's I guess it's like when he's not interested in something. Yeah, he just doesn't. He doesn't put the effort in. At least that's that. That's kind of the, the vibe that I get from the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like he made Jojo Rabbit. I think he put a lot of effort and a lot of love into that movie. But it's like when it comes to other things, it's just like oh, I don't really want to do a commentary about this or whatever. And so it's yeah, it, it was a weird or when one. It, 
when it comes to House of the Dragon, we kept saying they need to stop doing this. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny. Like HBO puts so much effort into it, and sometimes you're like, y'all quit. Yeah. This isn't doing what you think that it's doing. There's, there's definitely a sweet spot in understanding because a lot mm-hmm. of times, the uh, and if you catch caught our House of the Dragon reviews, what we would say is that you know the the showrunners would say this is what this scene means but you could from the scene they were referring to take an opposite meaning from that yeah than or some, what they were trying to convey yeah they or would, they would say something like uh hey regarding this scene this is exactly what it means um maybe beh- uh, surrounding a political uh event uh-huh, but it's uh-huh. like you filmed that way before that political event happened yeah well that's what <laughs> that's what they said about andor and then everyone's like they were lying they were just saying that it's yeah. it's it, it's it's to uh, appear a certain way to their mm-hmm. their their fellow L.A. folks, I think. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. And what I, what I would find more interesting, especially when it comes to something like House of the Dragon is, hey, uh, why don't you get some of the people who designed the sets? Yeah, uh, the costumes. Maybe talk about talk it. to the CG artists, like give them instead of talking to like one of the showrunners who's just like, well, we think that in the year 2022, blah, and you're just like, oh, no, like, no, 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 no. We just want to hear about I wanna, the story. Why are you passionate and the about behind the story? the scenes, yeah. Well, and we played that that clip from uh, Patty Constantine where he was talking about his inspiration mm-hmm. uh, for his, his role for Viserys, and it, it's like, one of the best. Th- I'm oh, just like, yes. Why isn't everyone like this? Yeah. Where is the pa- like, every time that passion? Every needs time to be we everywhere. say his name, we should uh, have the applause. Mm-hmm. I wonder uh, if there's a ISO. I need to find. He he needs his own Bravo. ISO. He does. Yeah, he needs his own ISO. We need to immortalize Viserys in in the show, and I need to figure like a really good one for him. Uh, okay, I, don't, I don't know what that would be. Mom, I'll I'll look into it. I'll look into it. My wife was wanting to watch it again, which would be I think our third. Or fourth viewing of it. Dang, dude! And I haven't even watched it again. <laughs> I've had so much like, going on. I can't. I can't go through the emotions <laughs> with the series. I can't. All Not right, again. all right. Let's get into Violent Night. Um, so we're gonna start out with the uh, the sort of like cold open to the movie, mm-hmm. uh, where Literally. we it is. Yeah, we get introduced to our our protagonist. Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, nobody can see it on the stream. You're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yep. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, he is in a bar, and we essentially get the introduction to what we're going to be dealing with with this version of Santa Claus. Now, what I really like about this scene is it's a pretty good setup that shows he has some more than human strength right so there's mm-hmm. a there's a part where he cracks that walnut with his hands and the lady even like looks she looks at him when he does it let's see if i can find the shot oh, right here so he cracks this walnut with his hands um and after he does it she just like she has this like subtle look right Right. Just, again, this is stuff that I really like to see in movies where she doesn't go, whoa, man, how did You're you so do strong. that? It's, it works really well, and it's a very human thing that he does something like that. Um, while he's also kind of making these vague hints about, like, 
who he is. Who he is. Like he's saying these things and they all think he's joking because it's Christmas time. There's Santa's everywhere. Right. Um, but she sees that and it's weird, but it's not so weird that she's going to say something or like freak out about it. It's it's which just is, unusual. Which is a good through line through the film because, you know, he's telling them who he is and obviously they're not believing him because right. as you, you know, there's Santa's everywhere, but then no one else through the film believes that he is who he is he, until yeah. the very end. Yeah, he literally does m- magic at points in front of people, and they're like, "Wait, how do you do that? Where'd he go? Yeah. What?" And it's it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting idea for the way that they handle like people not believe believing in Santa in this, and how that affects their ability to perceive what he's actually doing. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's really cool. I agree. Um, I completely agree, and I. I enjoy the back and forth between him and the other Santa Mm -hmm. and you kind of get a glimpse into, you know, David Harbar starts explaining or Santa Claus, I should say, starts explaining, you know, how basically embitter he is with Christmas Mm -hmm. and how greedy everyone's become, how um, envious because you just and gluttonous because you just want more and more. You know, the the car was shiny last, you know, last year, but now I need a new car this year, you know, and and no one really cares about other people. And so he's kind of just tired wanting to hang up the boots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think it works really well. One of the things this movie does. Excuse me. One of the things this movie does well is really straddling that line between hopefulness and. Mm -hmm. Despair is probably not the right word, but uh, I guess hopelessness. I would say like hopefulness versus hopelessness where it gives you these moments where you're kind of it's like that traditional get these moments where you feel like you're watching this traditional Christmas movie. And we're going to talk about one of them in a second because it's one of my favorite parts. It's probably the thing I laughed at the most in the movie. Um, And I, I think it's, again, such a great setup moment for the kind of movie you're about to start watching. Uh, yeah, like you were saying, they're going through this uh, whole situation about how Santa Claus is no longer uh, happy with anything. And um, he gets up to leave and he leaves this, uh, the bartender a present, is given this present. And this is kind of the thing that makes her realize that he was Santa Claus. Uh, because it's for her nephew, something like that for, I think it was for one of her relatives and, uh, she goes up to the roof and she's like, I believe. Yeah. And she goes up to the roof and she's like looking and she sees him flying away. And this is what I loved about this. Cause I got this very, this was a very warm moment, right? Where it's just like, Oh, you know, someone who's like, Oh my God. Santa Claus is real. I can't believe it. And it's like that childlike wonder again. She's, you know, getting that back and he pukes on her. <laughs> oh, dude, I died laughing. I'm like, oh, that's so nasty, but hilarious yeah. at the same time. It's just a good touch. And I think you put it in a good way that it lets you know the type of movie that you're about to watch and a re- irreverent christmas movie yes and uh those are to to a degree some of my people think i'm when, when i talk to people who aren't really in to this stuff uh the way that we are um 
and I tell them like, oh yeah, you know, some of my favorite Christmas movies are the ones that go very much against the traditional hallmark, sappy, poorly written Christmas movies. You know, it's like I right. like I like some of the old stuff. I like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Um, I really like the. Um, uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol. It's one of my favorites. So mm. it's like there is room for that. The problem is there's so much of this like trash out there now. Um, and I don't think this movie is a commentary on a lot of that. It would have been kind of interesting if that was in mind when they were making this. Um, but at least for me, I'm always really happy when movies like Krampus come out. Uh, there's one called, oh, is it called Deadly Night? I'm going to look this up because I can't I cannot remember the name of this movie, but it's it's a Christmas movie that and I won't I won't ruin it. I'm going to look up the name because I, I I thought it was pretty good. It's like this indie movie about a girl who goes over on I think it's Christmas Eve or sometime mm-hmm. right around Christmas to babysit this kid and intruders uh, end up attacking the house. But what's actually going on isn't revealed until about halfway through the movie. Right. Uh, and it, it takes kind of a really interesting turn uh, and, and gets kind of kind of wild. Now, I have issues with the movie, too. I think some of the pacing is a little weird in that, too. Um, I feel like in general, my problem with a lot of movies is typically that because it just sometimes they linger a little too long on things where it's like, hey, m- maybe we don't need all of this. Maybe this is a little too much. Um, I'm going to look up what that's called. But like Gremlins is another one um, that is a Christmas movie. And it's kind of like about everything going wrong around that time so I just I always enjoy when those movies come up because typically they're far and few between the, the happy the, the princess Christmas family yeah the journalist yeah. who becomes a princess and marries a prince in a made-up country during Christmas and you get yeah. you get 30 of those every year to like one one uh, so violent awful. night yeah it, it really is. And they're always, dude, they have the, it's always the exact, exact same, same formula. Yeah. It, they just, <laughs> these Hollywood companies are just copy and pasting everything. Yeah. They just change out, they, they change out a couple things. So it's like, instead yeah. of a prince and a, a woman who becomes a princess, it's like the shopkeeper and the woman from LA, right? Or yeah. it's like, oh, maybe it's the guy from LA and the woman is the shopkeeper this time. It's that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's so, soulless to me yeah it's it those movies are the there's no life behind it yeah those movies are the uh the like what when you look at the consumer culture that surrounds christmas mm-hmm. then when and when everyone's kind of like uh some of that's really gross those are the movies that i find to be the equivalent of that yeah where it's just like churn it out it's like there's no passion or effort put into it it's sort of i don't know content for content's sake just we gotta get stuff out now i know what you mean i think i enjoyed that this (laughs) line this movie straddled the line between being a cynical christmas movie which i think there are a lot of modern day uh, most of the modern day christmas movies are more have a cynical bent to them but at the same time that kind of traditional christmas spirit is brought into it as well so it straddles that line very well for me uh, to where it doesn't really cross too far over one way or the other but kind of really presents uh, the traditional christmas magic message in a different package right yeah yeah. you know christmas spirit there's a bit of there's a bit it's definitely 
and I don't know if you would say an homage to Die Hard, but sprinkled in with some Home Alone and Elf. Uh, oh, there, the yeah, there's definitely, um, oh, the movie that I was trying to remember is called Better Watch Out. Better Watch Out? Better Watch Out, yeah. Don't, if you're going to watch it, don't look at anything about it ahead of time because it, it really, I don't want to say the movie fully depends on the twist, but I think for the first viewing, it's, it really helps impact like watching it, you know? Um, in the same way, uh, there's there's some other movies that are like that. So you could read that one if you want to. I think that comment's hilarious. Jenna said in the troll room, "I wish anything paid as much attention to me as David does his phone during the show." <laughs> That's too good. That's too funny. Um, I was looking up the movie. <laughs> yeah, you were. Golly, you were. That's golly. okay. It is the troll room. Yep. Yeah, crazy. Trolls. And that's what we appreciate. Um, but but yeah, so, so I very much and I thought this played well to having the cynicism come in along with the warmth of what a Christmas movie typically brings. And boom, that's what this movie is. And I thought, it, you know, I think in this when it when we got this opening scene and then it cuts to the family, I was like, oh, just go back to David Harbour. <laughs> I was like, just spend like two minutes here. Um, I, I enjoyed. I very much enjoyed the little kid more so than everything else, and I think they could have kept in, you know, more of his interaction with her and less of everyone else. I probably would have been fine with that. I think it it's where it was located and the way that it feel it, it, the way it's not even feels the way that the movie just stops during those yes. scenes where it's yeah. like we are no it it, it just. It, it, it's almost a hard stop because I think he has two interactions with the um, the criminals mm -hmm. and then the movie takes a, a good bit of time for the two of them to just start talking to each other. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, excuse me, and I, I think that that's where the problem is. So instead of like the story continuing to move forward, Mm -hmm. what it's what it what it is is that they they just kind of take this time where it's like okay now is the time where we have to get the little girl and santa to connect and have a bond and yeah. I, I i think there probably was a better way to have that interaction. go about that yeah to to make that still work while the movie continues the kind of pace that it was on because when you have when when you have the style of movie and it, it kind of has its build up the criminals come we can we can get to that part too um we we have this build up of we we're introduced to the family if uh, this wants to start working here you go so the family is introduced we go through the process you get the under the idea that you know the mother and father they're no longer are separated yeah they're no longer together and she's aware of it and they're trying to kind of just all right we're gonna be a family for this Christmas it's like your kind of typical setup for for any kind of movie um, and uh that's fine, right? We and the get, wife is like, I'm not doing this for you, implying yeah. I'm doing this for her. So there's yeah. still some tension going on between both of them. We get uh, introduced to to this guy, which, I, dude, right off the bat, I was like, well, he's not going to make it very long. Yeah. His, he, when he goes, he goes, I, I wanted today off or I asked for today off. I'm like, sorry, you poor soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's done for. Um, And so 
they get to um, the house of the billionaire. Yes, his mother. I, his mother, which I'm I'm pulling up the the cast right now so that yeah. I can at least talk about it. It was better. interesting because it cut right so away to you know the guy on screen, uh, and you could tell. Okay, so this is going to be somehow he's going to be part of the villain, and as it goes through the everyone there you can pick up on who the shady people are. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah, they do a pretty good job of it because some of them are like, okay. And I wasn't sure if they were going to go for a, oh, we want you to think some of them are, but they're really not. Mm-hmm. But this movie is very straightforward. And it's not, yeah. a, it's not a criticism. I think it's completely, we talk about this all the time. Sometimes having a simplistic plot is a good thing. You don't mm-hmm. have to have the most complicated thing with double crosses and triple crosses and, oh, I was really this or, oh, you know, it turns out that I used to work for Santa and I'm going to, you know, have a redemption turns, arc or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it turns you out it's all in your dreams, but if you dreamed that it actually happened on the fifth Friday night of the seventh year. Yeah, like, it doesn't yeah. It doesn't have to get complicated. It can be just your, your typical straightforward movie, and I think that's totally fine. Um I like this uh, long, uh, this long shot. Where, Establishing shot of the yeah. of the house. This is this this is what it takes you through all the rooms. It takes you. It's hitting some uh, ornaments that may be used later. Uh, it's you know showing you the different people who are around. You're kind of getting an idea of who some of the baddies potentially could be, and all the while getting a look at this billionaire's huge house mm-hmm. yeah yeah they do a a pretty good job of of really establishing uh everything and letting you know this is going to be the main stuff i even like this part right here where he pokes the santa because this actually has it, it, this is set up yeah for a a scene later on and it's it's so funny because you don't you might not even realize it where it's just like oh it's a a little thing and and you know, it's just oh, here's here's a shot of this Santa because of course, like it's Christmas time and they're setting all this stuff up, um, and you would expect this to be the way that the house the house worked, but that actually ha- comes back later on, and I I, I think that's kind of cool that they they took the time to do that. Um, de- details in a movie that are good are great. Mm-hmm. It, it it's the, nice to have that kind of stuff. The subtlety mm-hmm. versus and you take it. Think about Rings of Power when you first get the vision of the Queen. It shows the wave destroying everything in Numenor, right? Just completely destroying the island of Numenor. When we talked about it in our review, what it would have been a better idea is you have the tree of Nimloth and the, the petals are falling. That's all you see. But it's it, foreshadowing. Yeah, they, they go real hard into letting yeah. you know exactly what's going on because they don't trust that the audience is going to be able to pick up on certain things. Typically, that's, I think, what happens. Um and I don't know. And honestly, that's what we mean with the depth and the nuance that goes into being yeah. a good writer is you have something like that versus just showing the audience everything and thinking your audience is dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or being able, what we explained in the the opening shot of this, you know, you get that scene of him crushing uh, the the nuts with his hands and the shell, right? And you know, the lady doesn't exclaim how powerful he is or anything like that. Just gives him a look. Mm-hmm. To, to that nature and in that that stuff works and yep. it doesn't have to be like i think this is where this is something that i'm still learning 
and working through as we've we've been doing a lot of this mm-hmm. um writing does not have to be complicated mm-hmm. I, I and i don't know for sure if that's the mindset now that because that used to be my mindset behind the way stuff was written and i think that was almost just this thing that wasn't true that i believed for a really long time mm-hmm. that it, that it's like man writing is so so complicated and the people who are able to get to a place where they're making like holiday excuse me uh, hollywood quality movies they're just superior writers you know what i mean yeah that, that was kind of the where i i i was my mindset was for a long time but over time it made me one of the things that i realized is that sometimes the stuff that's more simple and that when you have the ability to do something where you're writing a script and you're like, okay, how are we going to show that David Harbour's character is strong without making it just this obvious thing, right? Because they <laughs> right. could have they could have done something where he stumbles out of the 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 bar afterwards and he like punches a hole through a wall. You know what I mean? They could have done that. Yeah. But instead they went for something that was more subtle where he picks up the uh, the walnut and he, he crushes it with his hand and if you're right. paying close enough attention you're like oh he shouldn't be able to do that and right. and the it was nice a nice little clue like context clue when the woman looks down at that and she has this puzzled look on her face like that's not normal like that that's a little strange but it's you know it's not something that, that she's gonna um, speak to him about and yeah. so that's that's where you start to realize like you can have a pretty simple simple idea and a simple plot for a movie where you go well what if we did like die hard but it's santa claus and that's that's where we start and then you go okay well how do we make this work you know what's what's the premise what what do we do with the the villains like what you know and i think for the most part the the movie accomplishes that i have i i don't necessarily like some of the characterization of the family mm-hmm. it's just a it's a little too goofy for me hyperbolic you know what i mean to well it's one dimensional for one thing so you it's like the the mom maybe not the mom so much because i can kind of understand that character i think it's Mm -hmm. the sister um to a degree i'm okay with the boyfriend and then so it's like the sister and her son um they're just Too, too much embellishment of that stereotype even even the even the mom right here she's kind of one-dimensional like yeah. she i mean i i would definitely listen to arguments otherwise but i'm not sure that you can the the vapid boyfriend that you were talking about no, earlier even the, who, who even jumps, the dad is too yeah, yeah 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 he only really has that one like like yes that one might i i could understand like an argument against Mm-hmm. Because he does have very specific, like he he loves his family. He had a plan for how he wanted to get out uh, from underneath his mother's um, thumb. Thumb. Uh, and but I wonder because I one dimensional isn't always a bad thing. I just I think it's because they try to focus on the all of these characters so much that mm-hmm. it's like all right they're one dimensional. But it's like you were saying before. It's like well why do I care about them like. It works in the case of the vapid boyfriend because of what happens to him. Um, why does yeah. Joseph look more like a youth pastor as the night goes on? 
I don't know. <laughs> Dude, the troll room cracks me mean? up. Um, so yeah, they. I need uh, to get my my hat sideways and some cool shades. Oh or goodness, something. goodness, you goodness. know, yeah. Um, the uh, the sun kind of looks like a modern youth pastor. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Now, but I do agree. The you know the sister, the son, the uh, his wife, and. And the mother, too, are pretty one-dimensional, you know, with, I guess, like, with the mother, you can make the argument that she's trying to keep everything secure, keep, you know, their lives going, keep, keep being in control of everything. Um, but, I mean, she, there's really not much contextualization to her. She's, yeah, she of, really, she's just the wealthy She's person. the wealthy, controlling mother. And this is yeah. the thing is that I think that's fine. Where the problem really comes in, is, and maybe not so much with the mother. Um, Spending too much time on them. They spend so much time on them. When they accomplish things or fail at things, it's kind of like, all right. Yeah, we like, don't really care because none uh, yeah. of them are shown to be really that good with the exception of, you know, I think there's an argument to be made with you can make with the husband and the wife, even though, you know, with them, the, you know, the parents of the little girl. I think there's an argument to be made that they're not that good either. Uh, like good people. Yeah. Good oh no, people. I I think the whole family's very selfish, and I think that is yeah. the, I think that's the point. It's different degrees, right? Which seems to be what they were going for. And I, I mentioned this last week. I am really over this description of Gen Zs. Like, can we can we do something else besides yes. just the I'm the same? My my nose is stuck in my phone. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to be the next like TikTok influencer. Like that whole it's just like, I mean, this was done. Uh, the troll room mentioned Knives Out uh, earlier. This was done in Knives Out four years ago or whatever, and it was just kind of like it, it wasn't great then. I'm pretty sure yeah. there was a character like that in Knives Out. I might I might be misremembering that, but it it gets used so much. Now, actually, that might have been the that might have been what I heard about Glass Onion. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what I had heard. I still haven't watched that for obvious (laughs) reasons, but that may be. uh, Just think about Red Pill person. Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the new. That's going to be one of the new things that we see all the time. I'm surprised that we haven't seen like the uh, Andrew Tate character yet in in a movie. Like the very obvious. Uh, Andrew Tate character and I'm wondering if it's going to come in movies at some point or it's just like oh this is what we're doing now <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing is like I, yeah. it works it works for um, his name is in his character's name is Morgan Steele uh, the boyfriend of uh, the the guy's sister yes um, and he is <laughs> <laughs> It uh, was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Very simplistic, but done well. And I enjoyed the sister too. Personally, I thought you know she was funny. You could tell they're just again using their mother. Just you, they they need their mother for for money uh-huh. and everything like that. And so, or you know, her mother, you know, because he's just you know her boyfriend or whatever. But. You could tell that all of them pretty much use everybody yeah. in their lives. Yeah. So, but I, I, he is done. He was done well. Do they ever? Did, oh no, they they do. So I was trying to remember if they ever talk about what 
caused their separation. And I know it's not in super detail, but it was basically that he was spending too much time uh, working for, for his mother. For his mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is, that's why I would say like, he's probably got a little more dimension to him than some of the other uh, secondary characters in the movie. Um, but again, I don't think any of that would have been a problem if they just hadn't spend nearly as much time. Like I'm okay yeah. with with that one. We'll get to it, but there's a scene where like the family fights back against one of the, uh, the, the criminals. Um, and I thought for the most part that was fine. Um, it's, it's pretty funny and it, it, it works as a, a plot point. Yeah. Um, okay. So do, 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 Basically, the sister is the ditzy, selfish, using character. The boyfriend is the hot, dumb actor. Washed up actor. Yeah, he's like kind of washed up or wannabe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which were, it's really, it's one of the stronger characters of all of them. And it's a lot of that is the way that he's utilized in the movie. Yes. And then, you know, the son is your typical Gen Z stuck in the phone, TikTok stereotype the parent you know the the husband and wife or ex-husband and wife or the hey we're you know we love our kids so we're here but we're uh, mad at each other and there's tension between us we don't really care for each other and we're, you know uh trying to resolve it but not really yeah type angst going on um do 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 and then we get introduced, oh, we get introduced to, to the mother, mother mm-hmm. or um, their mother Oh yeah, excuse me, their mother, and uh, it's she's just sort of, you know, the her entire character again is she's just sort of obsessed with her work. She doesn't really seem to care a whole lot about her family, Mm -hmm. or her her idea of what caring for her family is is different than what all of them want. Um, They want essentially they want like a real mother who pays attention to them and not just someone who happens to be providing for them, Mm. Uh, and and that's who she is. And I mean, honestly, man, bravo to the movie of kind of making a lot of different types of characters in this terrible people, Mm -hmm. rather than trying to go down that ideological route of like certain characters just happen to be better than other characters. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Everyone's terrible in their own right. Yeah, they don't they don't really necessarily lift someone up as being the best out of all of them even like santa claus has his well, faults and his failures which is it, great. exactly but even at the end or towards the end when they're going to kill uh the sister the wife and the son and you know the the sister and the son say hey kill uh-huh. uh, her and then yeah, they, that's know, right. it kinda all goes you know, they start saying, no, kill the son, no, kill the sister, you know, and it goes back and forth like that. So, um, you know. So while all of this is going on, they put the, the little girl to sleep. I think, have they done the, um, they haven't done the the walkie-talkie yet, right? No, they haven't. Um, oh, Santa's on his way. That's right. They're still setting, yeah. they're still setting this and, up. You know, he's, he's delivering he's, kids, he's drinking like, milk, and he, the, the cookies, cookies are bad, and then, like, <laughs> yeah, he, he does... After they put her Still to sleep, some alcohol. Yeah, they they give her a little radio, which you know they're lying to her and telling her that Santa he can't respond. He probably won't respond, but you can use it to talk to him. And it's just you know that one's a very like, uh, it, it's fine. It, it's a setup, but it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm sure this will come back. Uh, yeah, uh, as a thing, which obviously it does. Um, so Santa gets there. He I think he steps in reindeer poop on the. Yeah. Uh, on the roof. On the roof, which was pretty good. 
Um, I like that one of the things that's really nice about this, and I have to give them some some credit for this, is like Santa's not just overpowered in this. He has magical yeah. abilities. Obviously, he's fighting humans, but they didn't do the thing where like it's just so unbelievable that some of these people would still be able to fight him. Well, it, you, know? you know, it's been what a, a thousand, twelve hundred years since he's you know been in a fight yeah, in something. his because we get his backstory in this right uh, a little bit of his backstory and so he's even though he has magic again it's very um uh, you know they put a governor on it and it's tempered with and so along with him being out of shape not being able to have the warm up yeah he's, yeah he's he's drunk when he gets there you know the alcohol still coming out of the system <laughs> all that building up dude i he's a pretty good santa yeah. <laughs> like i really do like this rendition the way he's like eating the cookies and he it's almost like he's a connoisseur of cookies at this point and then he drinks the milk and he's like oh skim milk yeah. <laughs> just there's little Which stuff I felt in, too i'm like uh, i completely yeah understand that. yeah yeah it's like come on man whole milk's the only way to go yeah um and then he fought <laughs> dude i love that he pours out the skim milk and he goes over and whatever the i don't I wasn't sure what alcohol this was. Is that brandy? And he just puts it, pours in, it, yeah, right in there with the leftover and you skim see the milk discoloration. Yeah. <laughs> and it's he just it's does not care. No, he's and, completely indifferent. He's like, I'm ready to get this over with and be done. Yeah, and it's so good to look at the discoloration in that dude. It looks like it almost looks like tea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, that's nasty. And he he just doesn't care, and that's. Again, it's those little things, those little uh, character moments that, Cues. yeah, because you understand where he's coming from. He just doesn't care anymore. It's just whatever. I'll just put the alcohol in with the leftover skim milk. And just he sits down in the uh, the massage chair uh, and keeps going. Um, so now we get our uh, our real introduction to the villains. This is where the the plot starts picking up. Um, and for the most part, I'm 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 good with this. I think they all of this works out perfectly. Um, uh, John Leguizamo, we get our our first look at him, um, which I like. I really like yeah. his character. Um, I do too. Again, he, I enjoy all the stupid Christmas names. Yes, for everyone. Yes, and everything. I almost like it's a really interesting thing, and I was thinking about this today, and it's more of just a <clears throat> maybe a personal thing. Uh, so his his code name is Scrooge, mm-hmm. and I I kind of wish, and and maybe that this is me thinking that there was a way to to add some like depth to the movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. If if there had been like a bit of like a redemption thing right there, or they could have gone like a really cynical route where maybe like he comes to an understanding of his wrongs but it's just like still too late for him yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and he just does it anyway yeah yeah there's like some sort of like because that's the idea behind scrooge like scrooge's character is that he and maybe there's some irony in the fact that he picked the name scrooge but he doesn't understand uh that story that story yeah. yeah i was just thinking about that today uh before we started i was like oh yeah they don't really uh they don't really go into that too much um Anyway, yeah, he kills it, our boy, the security guard. Yeah, just he's done, which we all yeah. knew was going to happen. It, and it, again, it's it's fine. Um, and then his crew starts cleaning house. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's pretty violent. I I do wish I think they use quite a bit of like CG blood in this, 
mm-hmm. which is something I'm always going to be critical of. I really wish that they would go back to using squibs um, and yeah. actually have like have practical effects going on with that sort of stuff. I think typically it just looks better. And in a movie like this, that is it has a bit of schlock to it and it's a mm-hmm. little it's kind of got a, a more like pulp pulp vibe to it. Uh, pulp yes. vibe to it, meaning that it's uh, it it's not super based in reality you know what i mean so you can have a little bit of that over dramatic like someone gets shot in the back and a big squib of blood gets like you know shot out from the front of them or whatever um i kind of would have preferred that but for the most part i think everything is like balanced pretty well with the type of movie that they were going for when it comes to the action in the movie yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it it was pretty obvious the CGI blood used, and I think anytime practical effects should be can be used, it's gonna go better. But you know, there's a lot more work to put in with that versus CGI. You know right, what I mean? Right. Um. So the, it's a, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. What were you What were you gonna say? I was gonna say. So they go into this <laughs> safety room. <laughs> yep. And then he just comes out like, yep. Yeah, like you weren't. Um. And it, this uh, was a, a schlocky part you're talking about. This is the schlocky part you're talking yeah, about. The yeah. where you could have easily died right here. You know what I mean? But you know the plot has to go on. Oh, so. of course. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, this is one of those moments where you're like, bro, they could have just. They have guns. Both of these guys have guns. Like yeah. they, Glock. He's got one too. He, he he's got his basically yeah and this guy would have yeah, yeah oh gosh okay. and probably in this situation when you're guarding a billionaire like this right uh More, you yeah. know they as soon as he pulled out family. a weapon it would have been pop pop you know what i mean yeah and it only in, in a and real life scenario the easiest way to fix this is that the guards were working for uh uh, Scrooge, yep. yeah, they were working for Scrooge the whole time. So she's like, shoot him, and then they just both look at you, look at each other, and they walk over and they stand next to him. Yep, you, it's how easily you can fix a moment like that. Um, but you know, they had to show. I understand that they had to show how dangerous he was, but you, you, you could have done get, that. Yeah, yeah, you get that without this scene, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that you can still set up how dangerous he is and also have this scene make sense uh just by having another moment where he's like he has a gun or or whatever and he's like going through with his team and he's taking people out it's it's easy enough he just you show that he knows what he's doing gator needs his gap his gap (laughs) yeah um but yeah it's a little it's a little dumb it's a little dumb that he's able to just like disarm the these two guys um yeah and then of course david harbar as santa uh, he's sneaking around to see what's going on. Yeah, it's, going? Oh man, it's I. I really do like his. I, he is the standout performance performance in this, in this movie, which and, is great considering he's the main character. Yeah, and I think you know we've talked about this before. With you know you were talking about Siri earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And how we get comments in like series in the books, and it's like guys, that's not the point. When you're talking about the Witcher show. That's our standpoint we're going through, and it's supposed to be, or it should be, from Geralt's perspective, right? Yeah. And with uh, Geralt's perspective, I should say. <laughs> and, daggum, I did it again. But <laughs> anyway, uh, especially when you have a big star like Henry Cavill, and when you look at Blood Origin, too, it's they could have easily have done Michelle done the show through Michelle Yeoh's perspective or utilized her in a better way in a much more prominent way than they did. Uh, Cause I think you have to 
be able to understand who your standout performance is more likely going to be or is in your script, right? And be able to highlight that and go yeah. from there. Yeah. Rather than trying to, I, I, I get the feeling that show, so many showrunners, you know, executives or whoever, they're so busy trying to, you know, get these lesser known people elevated because you should say, or utilize them more because they're cheaper rather than kind of understanding what's making this tick. You know what I mean? Like how can we, you know, balancing that line of, of, of pleasing the audience. I don't even think it's about pleasing audience. I think it's just about having common sense and realizing, Hey, what's the best part about our show? And let's try and, you know, we don't have the focus a hundred percent on that, but how can we work everything around that? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, it is about, I, I would say it, there is, you need to please the audience. It's how you make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it, it's not well, hard what to I mean please is the like, audience. I think you can, I think you can, you know, please the audience at the same time. That doesn't have to be your driving motivation that there are times where you can cause controversy with that. Right. Kind of like how Game of Thrones did in season one. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Some, sometimes, like well, sometimes the majority of the audience probably, because when you're talking about pleasing the audience, right, you take, let's mm-hmm. take Marvel, for instance. Like, Game of Thrones is a, a decent example, but everybody turned on that. Marvel's still something that a lot of people haven't quite caught up to yet. For whatever reason, they just can't, a, a lot Get of, out of the matrix. a lot of normal people who go to watch Phase 4 haven't figured out how bad it is. Yeah. Um, and so they're still going to, to see those movies. And so you, you have a built in fan base. Those people don't care if you really want to make the money. And the reason why people talk about how Marvel has overstepped too much is because they've lost the part of the audience that was actually paying attention for the most part to what was going on, to the Mm -hmm. details that were there for the continuation of the story and liked that it made sense. And now makes no sense. And a lot of those people are like, I'm out. I just yeah. I have no interest in this. It's kind of similar to what's been going on with the the comic industry, even though that's a little more complicated. Um, but I yeah, that's, that's kind of the Gamergate. Oh yeah, every yeah. Day. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Andrew Tate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like everything's just buzzwords now, man. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't even know. It's so funny, and, and oh, man, I'm not gonna get too off topic with this, but it's like yeah. there are so many just. But they really are just buzzwords, buzzwords and people throw them out and you're like, yeah, but that's not why. Why did you? Why? That's not what that is. Yeah. That's like this stuff does have a definition. Um, but yeah, so uh, Santa, he's trying to escape, which again, this is kind of an interesting thing. It's like this family's in trouble. It's this terrible situation. And Santa's just like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he doesn't, he's tapping his nose yeah, doesn't care. The, uh, um, traditional story of Santa Claus is that. That's how he gets his magic is by tapping his nose. So that is floor accurate, by the way. And uh, so I like that nice touch. Yes. Let's see. So he uh, he can't get out. His magic's not working. Uh, and he uh, <laughs> he goes and hides behind the Christmas tree. <laughs> I lo- Man, it's just there's there are just like scenes in this movie that. I really do love and and this is one of them too where it's like you have your kind of they're just taking a sort of almost like a traditional Santa Claus movie and like taking scenes 
from those and flipping them on their head a little bit where yes. it's like oh the scene where Santa someone catches Santa Claus behind the Christmas tree and he comes stumbling out except this time it's an armed guy who <laughs> who's gone around like killing everyone in this house um I, there's just moments like this where you can you can really tell this is where the the care for the detail of the story went into mm-hmm. um, of like oh what are the moments and the things about Santa Claus that we can and I know people don't like this word anymore but like we can subvert how the traditional idea of like Santa's role in in stories like that and oh you know he, oh he comes out behind the Christmas tree he really likes milk and cookies or you mm-hmm. have like I was saying earlier about that opening moment with the the bartender where it's this magical moment of her coming to this realization that's in like all of these Christmas movies but the thing that subverts that is when she pukes on his head um, yes. and that's the stuff that's good like that stuff is okay to do in movies especially it, it, when there's a purpose behind it well and again there's nothing wrong with subverting your audience's expectations right or subverting uh within the script mm-hmm. there's just a difference in doing it in a, in a way that makes sense that's good that's well done versus a way that's done poorly right and if so if if there's someone who comes out and they mauler for instance and, you know because it just always goes back to last jedi because that's where yeah. the problem with both themes and subverting your expectations that's where it started to go wrong and people started using them as like dirty words or people were just mm-hmm. like la 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 i don't want to hear about those things anymore um because ryan johnson did them poorly people pointed out that they were poor but a lot of people didn't want to accept that yeah you know what i mean they didn't want it's just watching star wars with rose-colored glasses yeah yeah definitely is um and so yeah he gets into his first fight um <laughs> the i'm actually one of the things i'm really surprised and maybe they 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 decided it was it was too much i'm really surprised they didn't kill one of the reindeer oh, i was yeah. wait i was waiting for it i i, I was really it. surprised that they didn't decide like one of the reindeer gets shot and then that's what makes them take off oh yeah um and so yeah they do they just get shot at and then the reindeer take off which is good it, you know it works for why he's stuck there and he's lost his magic he's lost his reindeer um and uh so now he's getting into this confrontation with uh with the guard yeah um, or the robber i should we should say yeah yeah he's he's the criminal yeah. yeah uh and so they get into big fight it's it's good i mean like i really most of the action scenes in this i don't remember other than the one with the mom and dad towards the end, which yes. I, I didn't care for at all. I, that was the thing. I was like, you guys should have just cut this from the movie. Um, I think all of them are 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 pretty well executed. Yeah. Um, and funny, too, when you see the yeah. Christmas decorations used. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even the next one where that was like, uh, I, I was just like, all right, it's funny, so I'll give it to you. Because I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I'm totally on board with that's how that would happen. Um, you the Christmas light in the eye? Yeah. It was yeah. kind of, it was one of those things where I was like, eh, it was kind of on the edge for me. And we'll get to it because I, you know, I want to, I want to stay where we're at. But yeah, the climax of that, I laughed pretty hard at that part. And so I was like, I feel like I can forgive you just because you landed the <laughs> joke in that moment. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the first guy gets impaled on this like fake spike. And this is such a good re- like reveal for this where mm-hmm. they both go out the window i think they had they had showed earlier on what was out there um and so you kind of knew it was coming but at the same time it's it's really just this you know you follow him up uh, and the guy's dead on this thing and then they pull out and he's like oh no <laughs> it just um and everything's going wrong for him and 
if you've if if you've seen and Die he's Hard, still trying to escape. Yeah, if you've seen Die Hard, which a lot of people have, it, this is the kind of stuff that reminds me of this. Where it's like, obviously Santa's not a normal guy, but it, the the idea being, it's just like he's out of a normal situation for himself, and he's frustrated because it's just like ah, like this is not what I want to be doing right yes. now. Uh, and and uh, ultimately he has to kind of come to that realization that he's got to step up and and you know take control of the situation. Yeah, and do the right thing, and because he tries to just deliver presents and not get involved in anyone's personal life. Yeah, yeah. So, so the and that's when you get that moment of him seeing the family in there. Uh huh. And, and, and the little girl, right? Isn't yeah. Uh, oh, he find he has the he gets a he eats the cookie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was really good too. Um. So yeah, the family's in here, and the little girl. I think he still leaves, and that's when he goes back to the well. It will show him leave, and he goes to the security. Yeah, so we get our, guard. we get our. Oh, he's still watching this. So yeah. the idea is that he's still watching this through the window, um, and the little girl's scared, and that's the moment that he realizes like he has to do something about it. Um, and he's like, ah, crap. <laughs> it's like the cookies <laughs> it were shows too good. Her, uh, Christmas cookie. Yep. Of him, and it's like those heart touching moments that keep it from just tilting too much into this irreverent bloody action movie you know what i mean yep uh and again all of this stuff with john leguizamo and the family is good i mean it 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 helps push the movie forward it's really more about him than it is the family because Mm -hmm. there's only a couple like reveals that you get about them uh and then at, at this point they're for the most part they're there to be used as the joke and then I guess the idea, and it, it worked pretty well, is that you kind of care about the little girl's mom and dad as well. So it's like you have half the family that you're sort of like, they're the the joke, and the other half of the family that you're like, man, I really hope nothing happens to them. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, and then we find out that really the whole I- idea behind uh, why they're here is to get into this vault. Yes. Because uh, there's uh, like, what, 30 million? 300, is 300 million? million. Yeah. Um untraceable yeah, of course it's all yeah <laughs> it's always untraceable because they got oh oh i know i liked it because she got it what was it yeah uh, i was gonna say somehow in the middle east through some war uh like was given, bill that had passed and for mon- money uh-huh. that was sitting there yeah she and, was given the money to give to people in the middle east i want to say it was for like a philanthropy type deal and instead of doing that, she just stole it. So yeah. she never actually gave the money to anybody. And then she just like kept it for herself, um, which is a pretty good. It was a pretty good little. Th- I was like, oh, OK. I was like, I'm I'm into that. I was like, I can buy that. And I'm very on board that someone, you know, in her position in the way that she they establish her would do something like that. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I um, agree. So they find uh, I can't even, there's so many of them and they all have like the Christmas code names. Um, they find him dead and so they realize something's going on and this is what I'm talking about when about the pacing is that mm-hmm. this is sort of the the beginning of it like they're really trying to build they're they're still in that beginning phase um, we're only like 30 minutes into the movie right here so stuff is starting to build up we get our first we get our first fight we're getting the moment where the little girl is gonna get in contact uh, with Santa and he has his second. He has a second fight with this guy, um, which is good, right? This is good pacing. Yes. This is this is what what you want from a, a movie like this. Um, it's why I said like when we get to the next, 
you know, five to 10 minutes or I, I might even be longer than that, man, um, where he's just spending a lot of time talking to her, which in my mind, if they could have just come up with a reason why he had her like in his ear or something like that, mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be anything super complex. It's like, oh, I have the little like piece for the walkie talkie that I can put in my ear so I can talk to her like that. So in the middle of the fight, if he's still able to have those conversations with her and then afterwards they have a moment where mm-hmm. they have their heart to heart and then you move on to the next piece. It's like you keep right. you keep that flow going without having to stop to establish the relationship between yeah. the two of them because it just and, and if you really wanted to do that. They could have found a way to have a some sort of conversation with the little girl before all of this got started. Mm. Some sort of connection with her that push it, that that gives you that moment, but yeah. it doesn't interrupt the flow of he is now in this very dangerous situation where he's trying to save this family, and he's like, you know what I mean? Because it go it goes for a while. Because I think after this guy, the next big action set piece is the one in the uh the like. I, it's not a shed, but like their big. Oh, the outhouse, the the shed area. Yeah, where all yeah. Of the tools and everything. The garage are or whatnot. Yeah, whatever yep. it is. Um. Anyway, let's talk about I this. Think you're you're right. Uh, let's talk about this for a second. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I like a <clears throat> couple things. The only thing that didn't work for me right here is when he goes, "The safety's on" or whatever. I'm like, that, that safety wouldn't have been on. That safety I would agree. not have been on. Yeah. That's yeah. that. Not in that situation. No. 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 He would not have had, he's going to look for someone specific. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't if you're trained to 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 use a firearm like these guys seem to be. I mean, they're they kind of established and that that's the case. You're going to hunt someone who has killed one of your guys. Yeah. And you have security guards. His his safety would not have been on. It's not like he put the safety on the second Santa, like pulled the, yeah. the gun up. It's just it's goofy. Um, it, You could have done this. It, it would have been funny, but I, I do appreciate the way that it, it got handled after this. It would have been really funny if they almost pulled like an Indiana Jones moment, you know, where he like shoots the guy in mm-hmm. uh, Raiders where he's like safety's on and then he, he shoots him anyway. And it's like, no, no, it wasn't, dude. Something like, you know, he was like trying to lie to him or whatever. That could have been right. good, but I like the fight. Um, it Yeah, they go back and forth. You know, you could Santa stum- stumbling over himself. He's not all there. Uh, but I like the touch of using the <laughs> freaking stocking yeah. and stuffing it with, uh, oh, shoot. The pool balls. The pool balls yeah. and uh, smacking it. The billiard the balls. So he does that, that and doesn't good. he? Doesn't he and like? Then it rips. Oh, it rips! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm like, like no right way that dude would have gotten up when he got smacked so twice from he those. Goes, yeah, because there's like three or four of them he puts in there. Oh yeah, but I again, they're really trying to establish that it's like though Santa has uh, sort of supernatural strength. It's he's not Superman. Like he's not going out here like yeah. punching holes. I'm talking dudes. about the guard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice, yeah, but that's what you. But it's fine. It's an action movie. You yeah, know, well, that, and that's kind of that. We drum talked, up the tension with it, right? We've talked about this in the past with suspension of disbelief, where it's like, yeah, in a real fight, you, they don't last long. But you can't do that for movies. The movies, because if every movie was like that, it would. Ju- it's like, oh, it's realistic fighting. It would just be like, great, you know. That it's just not it's not as entertaining ultimately when you don't have like a choreographed scene like the idea behind right. that is you know it's sort of like dancing, um, so yeah but it's like this is that moment where he like he hits him with it and the balls get <laughs> ripped out of the the thing it's pretty good, um so yeah they the the fight continues keeps going keeps going, um 
And then the the other moment that's that's really good is oh yeah he he uses the magic bag um, to block the uh, the knife the knife attack yep and then uses a present yeah yep and starts hitting him with ornaments <laughs> and then he gets the one this is this is really good too um, and these are those like practical moments that I really like where it's like the they actually Christmas use star, makeup the tree topper uh huh and he gets him with that. And he's like, you're still coming after me? You're still alive? How? I was like, I'll just plug it in. And it zaps him to death. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. But the moment that really got me with that is that he catches on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Which almost would have been better. Again, I'm, I know, I'm just, I'm, this is like detail stuff for me. But if he had like plugged it in. Mm-hmm. And the guy was just like, what did you think that was going to do? And then it pops and he catches. He starts like, he's like, oh, no. And he like catches on fire yeah. from the ornament. <laughs> like you could have done something like that. But I, it works. It definitely yeah. works. Um, And he's like, oh, like, again, it's those subtle moments of him being like. <laughs> he, some, go ahead. Oh, no. It was, yeah. It's just like his facial expression right here, I think, is is very good. Yeah. Um, Tired, exhausted. And, and, and he, surprised. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, that. All right. And then the smoke this starts look, to rise. Yeah. Look at this 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 look right here where his eyes are like shifting to the side. Yeah. Man, this is so this is the kind of stuff. Scene. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that's missing from a lot of acting. So like I can play this for a couple seconds. I think we'll be all right. So he gets he catches on fire and he's like, Oh. Uh okay. Uh and that's like the that's his all of that. And you kind of have an idea of what's going on with him in that moment. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that we were always talking about, that it's it's the subtle moments of acting where a, uh, an actor is able to use facial expressions to show what's going on without having to say anything. Where yeah. he's, he's like, oh, he caught on fire. He's like, well, that's kind of weird. Like, all right. It's, it's good, man. Oh, he, he, he starts doing this with the this smoke. smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Then he takes his walkie-talkie, and yeah. that's when he gets in contact with a girl for the first time because he gets on her channel so then her radio channel for those uh gen zers in the audience yeah when you have a walkie-talkie you have to get the right uh signal for it trudy lightstone <laughs> and it's like his best student i love that or um, best kid i should say i love that uh this little touch with his little magic yes. scroll i thought this was cool um i think her last name is so funny because that's such a uh, to me, it sounds like a really stereotypical uh, stuck-up family last name. name. Oh, the Lightstones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's cool, too, because it has, like, all of these little characteristics about her. So it's, like, uh, listens to parents, kind to animals, um, invited weird kid to party. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zero carbon emission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kept room clean. So that, that stuff's really cool, and it's just a nice little... Uh, little touch and then he gets and like then it yeah the naughty list of all these and you can't really tell what it says for any of them I, you might be able to with the guy who is currently known as Scrooge um, yeah but it goes through all of the you know the the criminals there and it's just naughty 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 uh-huh. and and we we get our uh, uh, they finally kind of realize something's going on they're, they're like this sand this random Santa has gone around and taken out uh, I think at the time they only realized one of the guards uh, and I think they're about to find the other guy uh, they can't get a, <clears throat> get a hold of him on the radio 
Um, and so they they have their whole conversation right here. Yeah, the main villain in Santa Claus, and uh, he's Santa Claus says to him, maybe we need to have this conversation face to face, and then he replies, maybe we do, and he's like, Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> Season beatings. Um, and again, you get to see how it's like, okay, and they explain a lot of this uh, towards the end of the movie, but the reason why Santa is able to get hurt the way that he is is essentially because people don't believe in him anymore. Yes. And so he's, he's losing spirit. his, yeah, he's losing his magic. He's losing his, uh, his essentially his immortality uh, because people don't believe in him. Yeah. Which is a nice touch from elf. The movie elf. Cause an elf. Uh, yeah, but it, they do a, that in a lot of stuff. It's not just yeah. elf. <laughs> well, there's, you know, to me, that's kind of, what other movie do they? The Santa, Santa, Claus, I guess the Santa, Santa Claus, Claus movies. Yeah, yeah. like all, like pretty <laughs> much, pretty much any yeah. movie with yeah, Santa Christmas in it. Belief and Christmas yeah. spirit. Yeah, that's the thing, and it doesn't obviously it doesn't work the I don't same know way. Why Elf was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, well, it's like because it's that that line from Elf. It's not a bad example, yeah. um, but it's it's uh, something about singing loud um, to hear yes. to fill the world with Christmas cheer or something like that. I haven't watched Elf in a couple of years. Um, but yeah, it's it's a general, and this is what I was I was saying before is that they take a lot of those traditional Christmas tropes, and they just put them in there in a way that sort of explains how all of this stuff works. Right. And it, and I think it works pretty well. Like no one's over here just like, what? That's a ridiculous way for Santa to become not immortal anymore. It's like, and yeah, because everybody kind of generally accepts the the magic of Santa or whatever when he's in a movie. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And then that's when he goes, the main villain guy oh, goes back part. to the family and he says, all right, who's the Santa Claus? Who'd you hire? And they're like, we don't know who you're talking about. Uh-huh. And then he gets the, uh, the husband and he said, we're about to find out. And he puts his finger in a nutcracker and bites down on it or yeah. has oh, another guy do it. it. Right. Yeah. And then twist it. And then he's like, okay, let's actually get some, uh, uh, some testicles in here and they're oh, about yeah, to use its real purpose. Yeah. yeah. Um, that part, uh, what's really funny is steam kept going off while I was watching this movie. And so you can see these little like steam things keep popping Pop up in ups. the corner. It's so annoying. That stuff drives me crazy. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so that part I was like, Oh no, I was like, I, I was like, I don't know how far this movie's willing to get. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't know yeah. how far they're going to go. Um, but, but it doesn't ha- it, just short. Yeah, it doesn't end up happening because um, she she talks. She uh, gives up that she's talking to Santa. Yeah. yeah. The husband or her father says to her Santa Claus isn't real. We uh, just made that up. Yeah. You. And he's like, no, he is real. I've been talking to him on the walkie talkie. And so that's when you get the realization. Um, yeah. oh, I don't want to I want to talk about that in a second. But the other thing that I thought was pretty good, too, um, just to, to to give like some extra context to everything. Um is that the mom says when it, when asked about the Santa, she's like, "No, we never have a Santa because that's tacky," and it's it's a really funny line. But when you look at the house, <laughs> yes, and how tacky it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so I I really like this moment, and this is the stuff when we were talking about it last week about the subtlety of where Santa Claus comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, like, the the origin of this Santa in particular. Um, now, this could be 
partially because I've been playing God of War so much over the last couple of months, uh, the two new ones, and they take place in Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. But I was I wish that they really had just kind of show the tattoos. They play some like I think they play some sort of like Nordic type music in this scene, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of had left it at that. Yeah. And <clears throat> one of the other things is I wish the reveal for this had maybe taken place later on. And, and David Harbour's not in great shape for this role. But a really cool thing that they could have done is if he had gotten in like pretty good shape for this movie. Maybe it's um, like if you look at, uh, you know how, because um, my reference, I want to reference Thor from God of War, which mm-hmm. he basically looks like a a power lifter who is kind of lost his edge and become a bit of a drunk. So he's right. still really big. He still looks like he could murder you, but he also has a really big beer gut. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been interesting if they had been able to find a way to get David Harbour like the dad bod almost a, a, a little bit. Yeah, but like a buff dad bod, Buffer not, dad not bod. like a, yeah. a, a sloppy dad bod. Yeah, um, but it could have been cool where he's he gets into a fight with someone and for whatever reason, he takes off like his jacket and he has all of these like Nordic tattoos all over him. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, like what's going on with you know what I mean? So it's the because I would call that sort of a um, uh, a spectacle moment. But it's mm-hmm. also giving you a little more insight into who this guy is. And you're like, right. oh, he might definitely not be somebody you want to mess with. And you don't you don't have to go into like the extra sort of like flashback lore scenes of him like being a Viking, which is fine. It's not that I really have a problem with that, but I think the subtlety. And again, when I was talking about the pacing and how they spend a lot of time after that second fight doing a lot of this other stuff. And you're like, mm-hmm. I kind of think you guys need to get back to the premise of this movie. I think it's a nice touch. I think it's a nice kind of almost break that kind of just give you a glimpse into who he is. Cause they don't really show him. They don't show him fighting or killing anyone. It's just him in the midst of a battle right. with his sledgehammer. And then they come back. I think that was enough. I do think they show it again though. Yeah. And that was when I was like, okay, well we already got it in the first bit. I really don't, yeah, like I really don't think there's anything else that okay we got the idea yeah now you're just repeating you're being redundant yeah, yeah. um so and yeah so you get the the tattoos which I again I yeah I, the reveal isn't the problem I just think it would have been really cool if they had found a more sort of cinematic way of doing it than yeah. it just being he has to repair and, his wound um fix up his wound and so we're going to show you his tattoos to give yeah. you a clue which again it's fine the tattoos being a clue into who he is especially the arm tattoo i went oh i recognize those patterns <laughs> <laughs> um still cool uh and i think the movie uh, for the most part does a, a pretty good job of jumping between the serious moments and the moments uh, of the uh, moments. yeah and kind of the, the comedy and all of that um, so this is where I think he spends some time talking to the girl, right? Yeah, and he bites oh, down this, on a yeah, Christmas or a wooden Christmas ornament while he, uh, you know, uh, fixes his wound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see, this is what I'm saying is like we've gone. I'm just gonna scroll back for a second because I want to see when that last fight was. So that last fight ends. At a, 
a little at, about the 35 minute mark a little past yeah. that 30 let's see 38 minutes okay <laughs> and then we get they go through all that you know the stuff that we were talking about i'm now yeah. at the 47 minute mark yeah now he's talking to the girl we're at the 50 minute mark and they stay there for a while talking. I, so, I enjoyed the their interaction. I think it brought that balancing the warmth of what a Christmas movie should be in there. But I definitely can see when you add... I think you could still leave her in there and him talking to her. Sure. And even the previous scene, I think it's everything else surrounding it. Here's that second part you were talking about. Where yeah. they sh- and that's not too long after. I mean, dude, I'm at... We're almost at the hour mark. Yeah. So this is almost gone. Well, okay. It's 20 minutes. Yeah. It's about 20 minutes before you get back into it. And that's what I'm saying is it's like, and this movie is what, uh, an hour 45. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Is, I think that's, it's close to what it is. So that's kind of what I'm getting at is it's like, and you're, and I had actually forgotten how much stuff was in between that that second fight and then it basically you don't get another one until um the 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 military group shows up yeah uh that's when it starts picking up again and that's tw- that's like 20 minutes afterwards so they do a lot of exposition and a lot of this stuff that it's i would have to really like go back and <clears throat> excuse me goodness i'd have to go back and watch that section again mm-hmm. to tell you for sure like what what worked what didn't and maybe what didn't way that, this is what they could have cut because yeah they could have probably kept that moment of him talking with the girl in there because it doesn't look like just from scanning through that again it doesn't look like it's that much time but that's 20 minutes it's so, everything else coupled with it along with bringing yeah. in the new you know uh criminal team and, or whatnot, and they have to explain know. all of that and, and it makes me wonder if you were to look at that if there was a way, even if they were going to keep the criminal, the, the, I'm just going to call them mercenaries, mercenaries. the mercenary yeah. team in there, um, the new mercenary team coming y- to join the party. <laughs> yeah. Even if you wanted to keep that plot point in there, because that gets more guys there, that's more action that's going to happen. Fi- I'm fine with that. You could have cut probably 15 minutes out of that. Yeah. Something to cut that there down. Needed to, there, there needed, it needed to be cut down. And that's what I'm getting as like that's why it was like man it really takes them a long time to get back into the into the the action and the the reason that people are really coming to watch yeah. this movie which is Santa Claus fighting these bad guys. Yeah, and I really think that they could have not had the extra mercenary group and just continued him taking out all the other you know the original mercenary group there. One by one. Yeah. The only, or, you know, and sometimes one, one V two. I think that works. I think adding the other group just kind of wastes more time. A couple that along with all the other, that, that big exposition dump that we just had. The only reason that I will disagree with you is because I think you get two of the best scenes in the movie. Because, well, you definitely get one of the best comedy moments in the movie because the mercenaries are there. Mm-hmm. But then you also wouldn't get the whole like woodshed fight if they didn't exist. Like they are no, there. That's true. They are there to eventually be sl- like could to they be not up, have to be in this fight to get slaughtered by Santa Could they not Claus. have made you know instead of having ha- to add another group coming in and the betrayal from because you know it's the other group the head guy 
is supposed to be the billionaire mother's her, you know, private security force the extraction team, right? right? And you know, the head, the guy that leads them ends up betraying her too. I think they could have easily just have started the movie with that. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you know, the main villain comes in and he also comes in with her security force. Um, or they're just, they're, they're all in on it rather than having to show up out, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. Show it, up it could have, yeah. End. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, you're talking about some major like script rewrites at that point. If you were going to try to, <laughs> in, I was just incorporate them. that way. I just think like, instead of even having them in, just have his team be, be larger. Yeah. You know, be like, Hey, this is a billionaire's compound. Probably going to, you know, going to need a lot of people for this. It's possible, but I mean, it kind of goes against the idea of like having the heist team because you don't want to have like a massive uh, group and he yeah. needed if if she has the security force, which is why you're I know it's why you're saying like maybe they didn't need to be in it. Um, and, and maybe they didn't. Maybe if they had shrunk the movie down, maybe added a couple extra characters mm-hmm. um, and just focused on Santa getting some interesting fights with each of them. That could mm-hmm. have worked too, um, but for the most part, all, I, it really doesn't. And then her calling them and not picking up because, as he, you know, kept saying, you know, I'm one step ahead of you, one step ahead of you, and he's already killed them. Yeah. And so just you get just get that shot, kind of like in uh, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, where you just get that shot of all the boys being killed from the gas. Uh, you just get a shot of all of her security extraction force being killed. Uh, yeah, it's possible. I mean, it at, at that point, you might as well just cut it yeah um, i agree i'm just saying but i they really if you're going with like the intention of what they were trying to do it really just it doesn't bother me because you get you get some really in, interesting moments of like him taking dudes out um that i think work yeah. for work for the movie um also we, you, you get the i we're not quite there yet um but he's following one of uh one of the other members of uh scrooge's team around and he gets caught because uh yeah he like Oh, he like bumps the Santa. Yeah. Uh, and it goes off and she turns around and she's like, what the? <laughs> uh, and so this is where he actually gets caught. Yeah. Um, and again, we're still, dude, we're almost an hour in and there, this is all of this is fine, but you, you know, it's but like no action. Yeah. As far as a criticism is concerned, it's like, y'all, get you, going. you, you, this pacing, it, it really slowed down. It's like, I don't think you really. You need probably didn't need him to get captured. Um, you definitely didn't need to do as much introduction for the mercenary team. They could have just shown up. It's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal to show them going to the location. We already know they're coming. Yep. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then and then they keep basically all this scene is all three of them not really sh- you know going yeah. back and forth on if they believe that he's Santa or not. I do. I like enjoy this. the line to where she you know Candy. I think her code name is Candyman, Candy, 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 Candy Cane. That's it. And she says, "I think he's Santa," yeah. uh, or expresses a, a belief that you know he's Santa. And then um, uh, Scrooge says to her, "I know you're an idiot, but don't be an idiot out loud." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is this whole exchange with them, I was fine with. And, and again, that's yeah. not the the criticism. The criticism is. There's just a lot of extra stuff in this nearly half an hour of this movie that 
is borderlining like borderlines on padding out the movie to get it as long as maybe they needed it to be or thought that it needed to be when you could have sliced some of this up got a solid hour and a half probably wouldn't have been a big deal yeah because the runtime is an hour and 52 is a total length um but obviously some of that's credit i don't know how much but i probably put that um an hour 45 it's about hour 45 i think my i think cutting 15 minutes 15 to 20 minutes out of it would have hit the sweet spot for this movie my timeline is at an hour 44 and i cut it like right before the credits it's a a little before the opening like i I cut out like the universal logo and stuff like that and then i cut out the the credits or whatever um so yeah it's 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 roughly that for the runtime of the movie um but yeah, the scene is fine. I, I like all of it. I think it's good that they wanted to develop the villains a little bit, that you they have a little bit of backstory. You understand why he's so angry um, and that it's like it, it works well enough that he at least blames a lot of it on his upbringing. Uh, and I, I don't necessarily think you're supposed to be convinced of that, yeah. but it is a nice little thing that you see the kind of character that he is. Um, and why he oh, this part's good hates too. Christmas. Yeah. And they think it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, it is just plastic. Uh, uh, that the little girl's pouring in the vent. And so he he escapes, and they're just like, "What?" And they they still they're still not quite there, you know. No, they they still don't. 100%. They don't want to believe it. Yeah. Um. Despite what they just oh, saw, and then this is this what the boy. Yeah, you can here. You can explain this part. So the boyfriend attacks one of the guards or one of the mercenaries, you know, guarding them. And then he just <laughs> breaks out the window and runs and leaves. And the girlfriend uh, is in shock. And what does she say? Oh, it's right here. I can. Uh, I can't remember I'm what she pl- says, gonna, but she says something. And, he's, and, and someone would probably know he's left. He's gone. He left. Uh, you. He's on. gone. Hang on. That was probably longer than five seconds. <laughs> Parkour. Morgan's going to save us. <laughs> He's gone. Jean-Claude Van Dipshit just ditched us, sweetie. <laughs> it's good. It's definitely one. Yeah. That this, from that moment to the part that we're about to get to, it's, this is what I'm it saying. Back up. Yeah. It and, back up. and this is why if they had worked on the pacing a little bit, this movie probably would have been a much higher recommendation for me. Um, obviously, it's still a recommendation. I think they do a lot of stuff right. That 20-ish, 20, 30-ish minutes really slows down what ultimately would have been uh, like top-tier Christmassy and this type of stuff that I like. Um, but I'll still, this is one of the things, like I'll still recommend it. It's something I will definitely watch again. It might even be something I watch like, in the Christmas time, like Christmas seasons is one of those movies yeah. I, I personally like to watch. Um, despite it having that, you know, that rough section right there. Yeah. Right. Oh, whoops. Let me mute this again. Um, so yeah, he, he goes, uh, the mercenary show up and, uh, he, uh, Morgan Steele <laughs> goes outside and he thinks that these guys are here to save them. And again, I, I think that, kind of showing this is the moment where you realize that it's almost like oh you know what's going to happen right here yeah um but it works pretty well as the the moment you realize like oh these guys aren't here to save the the people in the house no Um, they're in on it yep and uh they they gun 
they gun him down. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like they shoot at him, and then you get the Santa's perspective. It's pretty good. And then pretty they good. see Santa, and then they start shooting. At yeah, Santa. yeah, they see him. Hang on, they see him up on the roof, right? What is he? He pulls up the list, and he's like, "They're all go from." It looks like they go from being nice to naughty. Oh, we see. Yeah, that's right. He sees him up on the roof. That's right. Um, and then we're back to the to the vault. So, and, and yeah. again, I, I, this is the part of the movie. I mean, we're in the last forty-five minutes or so. Last forty minutes of the movie, um, and this is where the action really starts, like picking up. Um, which is really just him going around uh, killing the entire team and the and the outhouse garage or shed or whatever it is yeah which is a really we'll we'll jump to that i don't i can't remember if there's anything in oh no he's headed there like right now yeah um so she kind of helps him get his confidence back and then this is a pretty great shot with the light coming in on the uh the sledgehammer yeah because he talks about how he missed you know he misses uh misses claws where is it Oh, yeah, which is another thing that, listen, all of the little touches are great. Yep. Um, yeah, keep going. Is it? Here it is. Yeah, you yep. get the light on the hammer. and so he Which gets... is perfect. This is how a Michael, uh, is that his name, Michael Sposhnik? This is Sposhnik. This is how you do lighting at night. Oh. Right? You uh, so you can actually see. Yeah, yeah, the Game of Thrones guy. Sposhnik, whatever his name is. <laughs> Good night. The color grading, man. Um, so yeah, now this is such like a uh a fan like a what would you call this like a a, a crowd pleaser kind of moment, yes. which I was totally cool with. That it's basically him just taking out all these mercenaries, putting and his hair his, in a man bun, and yeah, yeah, going to town, putting it back to keep it out of his eyes. And he just he goes through and he takes, he which takes makes him out. sense too. Mm-hmm. I. Again, honestly, I don't think I would have cut. Again, this is just a pacing thing. I think yeah. I would have let that whole scene play out. Play and out. I wouldn't have cut into them with the realization. Like, it's a, it's not betrayed. very long. It's it's not a big deal. But you could have done that before you started that scene up, and then you just let this whole scene play out. I think that's that was the candy that's cane, I dude. Done. I yep. love the nice touch of the candy cane. He sharpens it by sucking on it, and so it becomes a knife, and, and it's he a pretty. Yeah. That's not large candy cane, ah. and he stabs the guy through the it's freaking like, mouth. It's like cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guy gets put through like the snow. Oh yeah, he uses the ice skates. Going through all the the winter and the Christmas winter type stuff. stuff. Yeah. Oh, he cut, yeah, cuts the guy's head off with the ice skates. Is that a snowboard he uses? Uh. No, uh-uh. I think it's just a sledgehammer. Uh, they set they set up the uh, the snowblower. Yep. And the guy gets tied and goes through it. Two of them. Two of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. One. He, I, it's at least two. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was two. Oh, this guy. <laughs> and this guy's like, oh, crap. He's like, oh. <laughs> he throws the hammer at him. Oh, oh the grenade man. is so good, too. Uh, this is so, okay, again, it, it it's this, like, subtle kind of comedy stuff. Where um, he puts the the grenade in the guy's uh, clothing and he runs away, right? And he stops right here and he goes, "Oh, I gotta see this!" <laughs> and he turns <laughs> around to watch the guy blow up. Um, this show is so, so funny. 
And then this is just all about them finding out where's the money because it's not in the vault. And he says, I took it because I, you know, uh, was going to steal it from mom. That way I don't have to be underneath, you know, anyone's thumb again. Yeah. And uh, then they're, you know, uh, Candy Cane and the other guy is going to find a little girl. And this is kind of you get the Home Alone sequence to where she set these traps and they're like, huh, this is stupid. This isn't going to work. And then it ends up working. Yeah. And she, uh, Essentially, murders one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this you know, ten-year-old, eight-year-old girl kills <laughs> this guy. Yeah, he gets taken out, um, and then Santa finishes her off. Oh, and dude, the uh, this when she falls on the sticky stuff and it pulls like that chunk out of the back of her oh. head. That was that was pretty gross. Oh, yeah. oh, there we go. Sorry, YouTube, don't demonetize us. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit painful. Um, and I love how she just has this slingshot, and it's just a ball, a ball, and then it's a ringing dumbbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, so good. Dude, that I appreciate was that. Cracking me up. Yeah. Um, I was laughing throughout this movie. So the, after they have the reveal, this is kind of the other part that I'm. Well, they haven't. I guess they yeah, haven't they quite really gotten sh- there. This was fine. I, I think them do. Sorry, I gotta explain this. So, yeah. uh, a few of the family members. It, this is the part you were talking about too, where they're all. He's basically gonna like shoot one of them, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh no, shoot, shoot her, shoot!" You know. And so you get the. It, it's like that sort of like survival slash selfish nature of each of the characters. They're like, "Nah, like I don't care about you." Like that that whole deal. I think that works pretty well. And then they. Yeah. Uh, End up turning on him. Yeah, they all ultimately team up and and take the dude down. Um, again, kind of surprised that they just went with the all three of them are going to make it out of this scenario alive. Yeah. Um, the family comes off pretty clean uh, in as, this. as far as like survival in this, which is kind of like all right, yeah. And then you know he gets taken out or whatever. Again, totally fine with this moment. And then <laughs> you know uh, Santa gets introduced to the family. Um, and this is kind of the stuff that I'm like, I don't know why you needed it, like her to to fight Be these part guys. Of the yeah, yeah, it's it's a little little weird, and like she didn't have enough. It's it's one of those moments where you're like, I think her their reasoning is like, oh, she went hunting with her dad, like that. So she's decent enough. She's with a, a gun. decent now, obviously shot. She's you know just went hunting with her dad but so she's you clearly see in that scene she's not that great with you know firearm right um but she does take out one or two people and, and then which you're does make sense but i just don't think you need the scene will with how bloated it is the biggest pro- well this it's not just that and but it's like she she went hunting a couple times and they kind of show that she's not a great shot and she's fighting like 10 mercenaries who yeah, trained have, yes who have already been shown to not care about taking those people out. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I don't know about this. Like, that one. It, you got to think about it where it's like, oh, the family is escaping. It's yeah, like, well, their, their lives don't matter at this point because they know where the money is. Yeah. I wasn't and, thinking about them actually being, you know, skilled and trained at shooting. Yeah. And now, again, she does, I, I guess the counter argument to that is not, she doesn't take out the entire team. I think well, she only takes out one guy. Here's the thing, though there are, there's a good number of them in here. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Or more. And maybe a couple more that I, I haven't quite seen. There's a good number of them, right? 
one of her right. they know exactly where she is they're trained she, she probably would have been dead yeah and it's like i know again it's like i know it's kind of schlocky i know the, the you know that they're they're trying to get that but it's a little contri- like it's a little too contrived a little too contrived for where we are in the movie and you're trying to convince me that these mercenaries are the people that would have been protecting the mother yeah and that they're too incompetent to be able to, to be deal able with the situation they had yeah. a machine gun yeah. like an lmg that they were using earlier it's like we got the money we don't need them like I, it, it's just it's a bit it's a bit I of think an issue. it would have been cool to show uh, again, instead of having this new, you know, her bodyguard show up and betray her, you know, he has, a, you know, the, the, the mercenaries have a bit larger of a team and, you know, Santa Claus is going one by one and knocking them out. But like along the way, it becomes too overwhelming. So he has to kind of start learning how to use, you know, <laughs> modern technology, you know, firearms. <laughs> that would have been interesting. And, he, you know, he's he's going through all the mistakes of using a firearm, uh, you know, or, you know, and other, you know, uh modern day you know military weapons yeah um but for the most part i mean again this goes on too long and like we get this whole they they have this scenario and their whole moment now they're getting into a fight with this guy i was like they don't they did they really didn't need to do a lot of this because it just this is what i was talking about they end up killing them yeah um they're showing this fight in the middle of the one with santa and it's like i think i just would have preferred if you had just stayed on santa yay they're together again santa has saved them let's move on to him finishing off the the movie yeah um because look at this they go back and forth with these two for a while and it's fine like, and they, it's like they, oh they're back together yeah. and that's their kind of redemption point right to where hey she's gonna get her christmas wish right her her family's gonna get back together but i think yeah. you could have had that without that right. scene with everything else that had gone on yeah and that was totally fine. They could have done that. They could have saved that part for the end of the movie. Like they're saved. And then after the whole event goes down, they have this moment where they're like, hey, let's let's try this again. Maybe we can yeah. actually make it work this time. I'm sorry. You know, that that whole, you know, spiel. which is com- which is a common thing that happens when it, it, it's when you experience a near death experience, right? Yeah. A life threatening situation to where you reevaluate things and it, you either go hot or cold one way or the other. You're not really lukewarm anymore. You make more decisions. Yeah. And so uh, they, get, they get a chase and they end up, John Leguizamo and Santa end up in this one on one fight with each other, which I really enjoyed. I think this is definitely one of the best parts of the movie. Um, he comes to the realization that Santa is real and instead of sort of being like oh man like there's more to it he's just he's already at the point where he's like it's too far gone you know he's just like he doesn't even care and in fact he now is blaming santa for all of his uh like who he has become you know yeah uh which i think works with his character pretty well um and the, the fight's pretty good uh and how uh the ending again we we got to point it out when when it happens. It's spectacle done correctly, right? To where it makes <laughs> sense within the story. Yeah. Um. So they get into this big fight, and Santa almost loses this. And what's really interesting to me about a lot of this, and I I mm-hmm. this is what uh, I, I think this is pretty subtle, and I'm I'm kind of guessing that this is. A, a specific plot point 
right? The villains becoming to realize that Santa is real is ultimately their downfall. So that moment in when mm-hmm. he gets captured uh, earlier on when they tie him up with the Christmas lights, he gets away because he loses his magic, right? So it's like his magic right. is gone earlier on. Um, he's kind of reached that lowest point. And as he's going through this scenario and people are beginning to believe in him again because they're actually able to see all of the stuff that's happening, he's getting, he's getting, those, it, he's getting he's those getting powers it back. back. And so it's like... So it starts out as uh, a weakness to him, but slowly becomes a strength as the movie progresses. Uh-huh. Um, and it's so, and the fact that they're like, because you get the, I don't think it's a coincidence that you get those moments where it's like, I think this might actually be Santa. You know, they're saying those things, and then him getting his magic back. I think the implication is supposed to be that because they're these, believing a little bit, yeah, that it's enough for him to be able to use his magic. Um, and, and then you get the nice callback to him saving himself by touching his nose. Yep. And so he does. And I that. like how they don't really explain the uh, magic to. The Christmas magic. Yeah, it's like, just, I don't really get it. We don't know. We don't know who gave him this power. We don't know where it came from. Uh, we just know that he had a uh, a life before he became Santa. Yeah. Um, a very like I think tragic life you could probably see. Yes. Which is pretty cool. And at some point he met Mrs. Claus, whatever that looked like. Um. And so yeah, this is that the moment where he uses the nose and he sends them both up the chimney and boom. Oh, explosion! Big explosion! And he throws the the corpse down. <laughs> I love how it, it's like all over him, and he starts like he's like, "Oh, this is gross." Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets, and then you think it, it's done, and then he gets shot. Yep. And then you know the billionaire lady ends up killing the you know the bodyguard that ended up betraying her, and then. You know, it's shown that Santa Claus is dying and he dies, but then because they believe their belief brings him back, correct? Uh, pretty much, yeah. He's yeah. able to get enough magic back, I would th- I would say, in order to heal himself um, and come back to life. And he, like, scares him, too, I think. Oh, and they try to burn the money, remember? It's like, oh, we have to keep him warm. And so he's, like, burning the the money from the, uh, the you know, that, like, 300 million. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the sister is, like... Like, no, no, why are you doing that? It's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, he dies for a couple minutes. Uh, and then, like, you know, he comes back to life, thanks them, and he gets his reindeer back. Um, oh, and they bring, it, they bring his extra bag, and I guess it's because, like, he has to finish. Like, this whole scenario has, like, happened, yeah. and he still has to go finish delivering the presents. Delivering gifts. And, it's, <laughs> and he's got he gets a note notes. from Miss Claw saying, I figured you needed your bag or something. Thought you might need this. Yeah. Miss S. Oh, there's his hammer. I, his hammer looks a little small here. <laughs> Maybe I'm just being ridiculous about it, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it looks fine. Maybe it's just that like angle. Oh yeah, no, it's fine. I, it, it's weird. It just maybe it's because David Harbor is actually like a big, a big dude. Guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, pretty good. I mean, that's pretty much the movie. I don't. I don't know if there's really. You know, he flies off in to to finish delivering the presents. Yeah. And that's that's violent night. Um. 
do you do you have anything else you want to add? Do you have anything yeah, else I you want to say about the movie? Great job by the directors by you know just kind of s- executing a simple plot and staying in their lane, but kind of expanding the lane, so to say, and adding you know uh, keeping the warmth of the Christmas spirit while maintaining a modern day blending the modern day cynicism of Christmas within it. You want to know something interesting about the writers of this movie? What's that? They also wrote Rings both, of Power? both of the Sonic the Hedgehog movies that have released over the last oh, couple of years. Oh, that is interesting. And the guy that directed this, um, it, you know, the schlock thing is kind of a, a it is like normal for him. Um, his, let's see, what am I under? I think that's writer, director. Uh, he did... Dead Snow, which was a movie that came... It was a zombie movie that came out. It's a German zombie movie that came out 2009. Mm. Uh, You know, pretty schlocky. It's, you know, uh, people out in the snow and uh, Nazi zombies come out of the ground and they have to survive. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I haven't seen it in years. Uh, I remember it being What's it called again? It's called Dead Snow. Yes, um, I and there, know what you're talking about. There's also a sequel that he did in 2014 called Dead Snow 2, Red versus Dead, whatever that means. I haven't seen that one. Um, he also directed Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters with Jeremy Renner. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, which, yeah. that is, I, I don't remember liking that all that it's much. It's a movie. It's, it's very schlocky, because it's, yeah. that was during a time period where they were bringing back all of those uh, fairy tale type stories uh, and trying to make them gritty because like mem- that's when they did that like Snow White movie that was supposed to be a little more uh, like it, it was uh, what am I thinking of like Twilight ish and I'm probably saying that because uh, what's her face from Twilight was in it she was she played Snow White uh, it's got Charlize Theron in it um, and it's they, they weren't very good but that was what yeah. was that was that's what was going on at the time um, and then uh yeah, so they had Hansel and Gretel, and I'm sure there were some other ones that had come out uh, around that time period where they were doing the same thing, where it's like, oh, we're, we're doing these edgy versions of fairy tales, and it's like, all right, I mean, that's a thing. It's like, it could be cool, and most of it turned out to be middling to bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know that, uh, man, I wanted to see the... Instead of doing a, San, a new Santa Claus movie, didn't they do a TV series? Yeah, it sucks. And I heard that it sucked. Yeah, it's really which bad. Which is sad. <laughs> oh, man. I had thought about watching it, but then I heard everyone saying that it sucked, and I was like, eh, I'm not going to do that. It's it's just not, yeah. yeah, Not worth it. No. It feels like a lot of modern Disney writing. I'll just say that. Yeah, say that. Yeah. 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 I'm not surprised. Um. They treated Tim Allen better in that show, writing-wise, than I thought they were going to, though. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I was yeah. surprised. I figured they, he was just going to be dogged the, on. Yeah, the butt of every joke or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah they they do a couple things in it where it's it's just it's cr- it's cringy, dude. Uh, not that I, I mean I'm I think I think the Santa Claus movies after the first one get pretty cringy. Like I don't yeah. I don't think there's a lot of merit in the two sequels. Yeah. Um. Either, but yeah, it. it yeah that that is the bottom of the barrel i mean that's disney at this point though i mean everything that they put out um you're just, it, real bottom it, of the barrel yeah well uh, well 
I think I'm going to actually have to finish Andor. Everybody is talking about this show and a lot of people like it. Um, and what's funny is a lot of people like it because it's not, it's not, uh, it's Star Wars, but also like not Star Wars. Star like Wars. they removed a lot of the stuff that most people identify with Star Wars and they just told a story in that universe. And a lot of people are like, this is the best content they've done in a while. And it's like, it's, there's no lightsabers. Hey, look, you do something you know. original. Yeah, but it, it, it'll, good. I, it, I guess it's getting a, I guess it's getting a sequel. And I, even though the, the viewership for it was terrible. Yeah. It's um, probably just too late. And then like, it yeah. probably should have been done earlier. Kind of like with black widow. Oh, I mean, it should, that's not the problem it, with black widow, but if they had started, if they had started with Andor, mm-hmm. it probably, you're right. I think if the, the viewership, if, if it, we were talking about the exact same show, I think the viewership would have been much better. People would have been willing to stick around for the whole thing. But because you had Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, uh, Mandalorian especially season two but everyone's really started to realize how not great that entire show is Uh, because it's just been so much sludge and it's got it's really gotten worse and worse most people just weren't willing to give and or a shot when it finally came out because it's just like because it's been I can't do this again yeah and it's 12 episodes which is longer than any of the other shows and I think they're well they're all roughly 30 35 minutes they just have like 15 minutes of credits for some reason to like I, and it seems really cheap a lot of people think that they're doing that to boost the watch hours on shows so it says mm. it's 45 minutes it's not really and then a lot of people after they're finished watching an episode won't just turn it off immediately and so the credits are all rolling and that counts for them adding those minutes to their minutes watched when they release their numbers um mm. and so it's it's a little if that's what's really going on it's kind of slimy um but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to finish it at some point. I think I'm finally at a good spot, and um, I don't know if you heard, but that show 1899 got canceled. I did hear that. Yeah, like that show must have been no. That must have been no. Everyone, no, everyone that watched it loved it. it, but it, but Netflix canceled it anyway. All oh, I have that seen, makes sense. All I have seen is people saying this show was great, and they didn't give it a chance. And it it that makes sense. Yeah. It may yeah. that legitimately because with the streaming with specifically with Netflix, what I've seen, it has to be an instant hit. It can't have you can't with Netflix. They don't want anything that builds an audience. Do you think over that, time? Do you think that they'll um, renew Blood Origin? Ooh, I don't actually know how well Blood. I Origin won't be did. watching it. <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but yeah, there's. They're, out of all the streaming services, man, they're kind of they have to be the worst bo- one. They're at the bottom. The bottom, right? I don't know. I don't like Amazon. That's is a, terrible yeah. with fantasy, but there are other shows on Amazon that are good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. So you should put. Hey, write this. Write this down. You should okay. put a poll out tomorrow and ask everybody what they think the best um, streaming service is. And put like the major ones and then add a category for other and uh, if people want to have stuff in the the comments. Like so, okay. you know, you have like Netflix, Hulu, Disney, Amazon and then do other and then put in like quotations. Let us know in the comments if you think it's a different one. Okay. I'm curious. I'm curious what people would say because I wouldn't be surprised if 
if Disney and Netflix are the ones the ones battling for yeah. last place. That would yeah, be that Disney's would be my pretty guess. Atrocious. I just can't yeah. think of uh, not that I can think of anything on Disney either. I just can't think on, of anything on Netflix movie wise that's original to them or show wise that's original to them that's good. I mean, not that it was made. Stranger in, Things not, outside not, of Stranger Things. Well, I was gonna say, well, Stranger Things is. Wait, are you talking about Netflix or Disney? Netflix. Oh, um, I don't think Wednesday is good. Dark. So well, Dark, which was the eighteen ninety nine guys. That that show is really good, but it's not for everybody. That's it's pretty niche. Um, yeah, it's like really, it's very sci fi heavy, like yeah, heavy I'd heavy sci fi, and it's in German, so that's like another barrier for a lot of people. Yeah, um, I'd be curious to see what people have to say. I mean, all quiet on poll. the western. Does all quiet on the western front count? Because oh, that came out. Okay. On occasion, but that's the thing is like they're not going to make a sequel to that. No. I doubt. Um, Stranger Things is done after another season, and that's been hit or miss. Like, yeah, it's been successful for them, but season one and season four are good, and two and three are not. Yeah. Uh, I just think Netflix's business model is. Showing its cracks. Yeah, I, think, I don't know if it's so much the business model as much as it is just horrific writing and choosing the wrong people to lead projects consistently. Yeah, well, and then they had the whole cuties uh, controversy. I mean, <sighs> for obvious reasons, that was a, a big deal for a lot of a lot of people, and um, they just kind of ignored it. Uh, yeah, they, they, they I, it's like, yeah, it's like that might. I mean, as far as like trying to. To avoid uh, conflict or like to to avoid like losing the most amount of subscribers from that, um, ugh, that man, I remember when that was like a, a big thing, and there were a lot of people who like there were people on YouTube that were like defending it, yeah, um, and it was just like y'all, like what are you doing? <laughs> um, not anybody that I I don't th- I don't think I was following anybody that did, but through other creators at the time it was like and i think that i think that movie came out in like 2020 so it was just like uh i i think it probably if the if everybody wasn't like at home most of the time you know like locked Mm -hmm. in their homes um i don't think that there would have been much of a controversy with that uh, because i don't think anyone would have realized that it was much of a thing it might have made some like rounds on the internet but Mm. oh yeah no, I know what you mean. You know, I know art is subjective, but I, you know, I don't know what they were trying to get across with that one. Um, there's, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was pretty bad. and I'm sure there were some other controversies that I'm forgetting uh, at this point. I think the like the Obamas were supposed to have some sort of like big deal with Netflix too. They paid them like. An insane, like I want to say, it was like eight hundred million dollars or something for some sort of rights for them to do a bunch of stuff on Netflix, and I don't think any of that ever happened. No, um, same thing I think with Harry and Meghan. Well, they have a show, but I had heard I don't remember what the controversy was with that, but it it was not good either. Um, mm. People people are watching that though. Um, there was some sort of like drama maybe with the show. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. It's dude. It's so hard to keep up with all of these yep. things. Um, cool. Well, did yeah. you have anything else you wanted to add before we close out? Nope. That is it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, watching, 
wherever you happen to be uh, consuming this. Uh, thank you guys uh, for, for, for tuning in. And uh, we will be back next week with another episode. We're going to be talking about our best and worst of 2022. Um, we're, I think we're going to do three apiece. I feel like that's a good, solid number. And you, like, it'll it'll be kind of whatever. Like, I think I'm going to go one show, one movie, one game in all both of those categories just to have some, some differences in what we do. Um, and then, uh, we may or may not have some guests. I gotta, I gotta reach out. Okay. So you're saying we list three movies, three. No, 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 no. You get, you get three good and three bad and it can be whatever media you want it to be. Okay. I'm just well, saying what I will probably I do. Any video games well, that's what year. I'm saying is why it's like mine will go in that because that's it's nice okay. and neat. I can have a variety of stuff, um, and there'll be like less overlap because um, it could be really easy for it to be like, well, we. I'll probably the exact do my favorite podcast. Oh, okay. Of this past year, all right. Maybe that's what I do. Since you're doing video game, I'll do one movie, one TV show, and then one podcast. Yeah, because because we don't read so. Yeah. Oh, now I'll do one book. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, until next time, y'all take it take easy. Take it easy. <laughs>